leprosy. Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, October the 4th, 2020. I'm your host, Dan Train. <laughs> Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, very. The leper. <laughs> Joy. <laughs> and Robin Kemp. I am also here. My hands work fine. That's how leprosy works, isn't it? It's like Tourette's. You just shout, leprosy. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that's exactly to very not how I work. To avoid it. Because <laughs> people find it so annoying, you all have to go to colonies. What, like Benidorm? Yeah, and hang out saying <laughs> leprosy all day. Well, that is the kind of place where people still get leprosy at this point, right? <laughs> what? They're the only Holiday place you... islands, where it's just like... They... That's where... You... That's where diseases that you don't think of existing in the modern world always show up like the plague or whatever mm, right <laughs> but you get them on your uh, you get them on Ibiza or whatever yeah Ibiza really is know like what... Europe though yeah well yeah technically I don't really know what the symptoms of leprosy are like fingernails fall off right that's one of them yeah it's like extremity degradation yeah <laughs> bad bad not good yeah but uh, screw that because to immediately get into this random section, it's time to sound the new kettle alarm. Oh, <laughs> get your bitching time. Yeah, it's back. Wait, does it is, it is the new kettle alarm a, a whistle? Yeah, that's why I was imagining. Okay. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> well, what are you going to do exactly for a new kettle alarm? Well, unless it's like... <laughs> even, that, even though that would be more like an old kettle alarm. <laughs> unless it's a kettle that's so quiet when it boils that it needs some kind of beeper on it. Well, I mean, I'm, that probably also exists. I bet there are kettles that have like a literal alarm to tell you when they're done they're prob- there's probably kettles that send you a text yep <laughs> <laughs> so did you have any input in the kettle selection process or no but, no. but my my bitching has finally got through Wait, it's a plastic kettle <laughs> is it, it's a plastic kettle is it a white cylinder well it's black okay and it also is slightly fancier than just plastic because it has like a sort of hexagonal honeycomb imprint on there on the outside so it actually does look kind of nice Mm. Which is, you know, what Rob's problem was with plastic kettles. Well, they look, yeah, they look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it looks okay, but you know, I never had a problem with that. But yes, it's insane. It's like you know, way quieter than the previous one, which was metal. Success. Exactly, exactly as I predicted. How how quiet it will remain is always the main problem because as soon as you start using kettles, they inevitably get immediately louder as soon as there's any yeah. scale in them. Start with the grade, like after the first boil. But yes, my my this time they actually remembered that I kept like, telling them to buy a plastic one rather than forgetting and ending up with the exact same problem again. You've gone through quite a lot of kettles. <laughs> yeah, what prompted this kettle change? It was just the noise, apparently. Oh, really? Oh. Even, even wound them up? Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, every time I go down to, make, to boil the kettle and they're watching TV in the front room someone gets up to close the door <laughs> and I'm like I, it's like remember your mistake <laughs> this is all your fault <laughs> you, just, you just lean in like casually like a 45 degree angle just your head poking around the corner well I going, did that I the told first you time. I did that the first time after they got that metal kettle for the first time I was like <laughs> see I told you remember this but then every other time it's just like I I I mean theoretically I could go and close the door if I was extremely polite about it but no <laughs> I don't have a problem <laughs> Not my problems to deal with. This is your problems to deal with. You made this problem for yourselves. <laughs> so so you, you happy? Reasonably. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I, 
and it also boils a lot quicker. Which, but again, it's just because it's new, mainly. But. Yeah. <laughs> Does it make nice tea? It, it makes nice tea after the you know first ten or twelve attempts where it tastes a bit plastic. Yeah. <laughs> but that's new kettles in general again. Yeah. <laughs> but do metal kettles taste plasticky? Well, they taste metallic. Yeah. I guess. And like it's the same after you clean a kettle, where it's like you have a few times where it's like this tastes weird because they're still residual. Are they like chemically cleaned or something before they go out the door? I'm sure. <laughs> sure, any food-related item is probably chemically cleaned in some way or another before they sell it. Mm. After but the manufacturing process, there are a lot of things, aren't they, that you buy and you go, "Please wash before use." Yeah, like, exactly. Well, like in the case of like utensils that are in those awkward packs where it's like it's just cardboard backing and then they've like cable tied it to the cable back. tied, them. and it's just yeah. like, okay, that makes sense because anyone could have picked it up and just got it got ah! <laughs> all over this label, yeah, and then because <laughs> that's how I spend my time. <laughs> well, at the moment you don't, that's for sure. <laughs> I could go to John Lewis and cough on your ladle if I wanted. <laughs> Don't think you could though. I mean, I'd probably get chucked out immediately. Well, you get you wouldn't be able to go in without having a mask on, which would probably kind of prevent you from coughing on them in the first place. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're easily peeled. I went to the cinema for the first time. Whoa! How full was it? I haven't done that. I went to see Bill and Ted. Oh yeah, it's a little bit bogus. Yeah, I mean it's 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 got its enjoyable bits. It's yeah. like it's it's at its best when it's just letting Bill and Ted do their thing rather than being bogged down in plot, which uh, you know, has its own holes and it, even in their own like stupid mythology about how time works. They manage to do the thing where they poke holes in their own plot. <laughs> and it's like, oh god damn it, like wait, why? Why why would you mm. <laughs> And I shouldn't take it too seriously, but it's just, yeah, it's just not as a, uh, it's just not as fun as Bogus Journey. Bogus Journey remains the, the best of the three. Yeah, well, it was um, never going to be as good. It was just like but it, it needs to have been worth doing, I suppose. But it is surprising that Keanu and Alex Winter are still as good as it as they always have been. Yeah. Like they're, they're still pretty great. Sweet. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that was a weird experience because it was like, as far as I can tell, you had to. There wasn't any guidelines to be like you can remove your mask in the cinema. So we were sat there in the mask the whole time. Oh no! It's like, oh, this is this isn't this isn't that nice. No. Is it is it Cineworld the one? Because I just saw today they're going to close. It was yeah. Is are they closing like completely? Because I knew they were in. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. Because I knew I knew they were in trouble financially, but I didn't know if they were closing branches or if the whole company is going a bit on hiatus for a while. I think what I saw today was the closing cinemas like temporarily because everything's like Bond got postponed and everything. It's yeah, like, yeah. I'm not going to make well, it. It makes, it makes sense. There was like, like 15, 20 people in the showing. And it was yeah. a, you know, an evening showing. And it's there's normally not that few people in the cinema. Is Tenet still out? Can you go and see that? Uh, it is still out, I think. Yeah. Hmm. I'm hoping, I'm thinking Dune will be postponed. I hope, I hope. I, expect it will um, I've got another cinema in it which I think is still open so it's alright <laughs> so yeah the Empire is still still open Empire. is that what used to be the Odeon or no no so no, the Odeon closed, I think is the, yeah the Odeon closed ago, decades sorry. ago sorry. and it's being, it's being turned <laughs> that shows a, what I know about Ipswich yeah it's being turned into a church <laughs> yeah oh I remember that yeah 
like, uh, like some kind of evangelical, evangelical yeah. of some description. Or are um, we keeping the screens for that purpose? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Well, I imagine the screen fabric or whatever has probably got pretty skank over the years. Probably. They probably need to replace those, but like, they're keeping the, the, the general auditorium structure as far as I know. Because well, that, I mean, that makes sense, I guess. The Odeon in like, Ipswich like, is like um, um, a classic like fake art deco building yeah. isn't it they've tried to yeah. make it look like a kind of 20s thing which is kind of sort out of, of quite cool in a way but but out of plastic yeah out of plastic yeah <laughs> gray plastic yeah that. i don't know they tried at least hmm. whereas the obviously much better modern cinema is just a brick block isn't it basically With yeah some... but it's been re- uh, yeah so like the out from the outside yeah it's just a cube yeah but it's a um yeah, brick cube, but you know the inside's been renovated a bit oh, in the last nice. few years, which is makes makes it even more annoying, I'm sure, for them to have to shut down because it's just like, oh, we just built this <laughs> again. Yeah, it used to be a Virgin Cinema. Do you remember that? And then it became an MCG yeah. or something, or MGC, some acronym or some three letters that make no sense, and then. And now we're now we're in the world. They're weird, Virgin. I don't know how they work because they get into a new uh, sector and then they just invest loads of capital and build shit and then they just leave. It's like, how does that work? Surely they must well, lose all the money. It, are they like just like Uber startup territory? Do they get into a sector, build it up, and then go? Well, here you go. Someone else buy it, and then I'm out. I guess they 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 hope. I guess they sell it for a lot of money, right? That's the trick. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's just so. like, oh, we don't want to do this anymore. Here. Um, Everyone else have our cinemas. Yeah, it's weird. M- here, MGC or whoever you were, have my building. Have our giant Virgin Cola Empire. <laughs> it's quite, it's quite a nice building. <laughs> We've got a hovering sphere out the front, don't you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hover sphere. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird experience. It was, yeah, it was just. Uh... Yeah. I mean, you can still go. You still go in, and you can still buy a, a Starbucks like in there, and you can still right. go get go get a Coke if you wanted. Because that's how they make the money. Yeah. <laughs> Even if they were technically just close the screens and just have the shop, <laughs> just the have open. the popcorn. Let's yeah. all go to the lobby. <laughs> I did. I did. I did get myself a frappuccino just to, you know, just because it was there. It's like I thought I'd resist, but what, no. What was that news that I saw the other day? Like. Subway's rolls are not classed as bread in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Got too much sugar oh, wow. in them. Wow. So, they, so they're like a cake. Yeah, they've, they've got so much sugar in them, they, they're not classed as bread, so they, so they don't get the fat right off. The yeah, bread gets. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Makes sense. I don't get Subway. I don't, I just, I, I've, I've never I like it. Subway, but I, don't, I didn't realize that their bread doesn't taste that sugary to me. Like, it's not like a brioche. I'd call a brioche like not a bread anymore because it's got so much butter. Well, I suppose it's butter rather than yeah. sugar, but but that that's a sweet bread to me. True, Almost. it is. And, but but it's like it, that seems worse than the subway bread. Yeah, but what about what about McDonald's buns? They must be filled with something. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're definitely filled with something like all with meat and lettuce, and because <laughs> I, I know their sugar, their fries quite. Quite a bit. Well, they used to. Maybe they don't anymore. Well, it used to be lots of salt, didn't it? But they stopped doing that. Well, I remember we had like. Um, I remember us being very confused because, like, the school. Uh, uh, it was Ipswich School, and they randomly were keeping some stuff in old McDonald's um, supply boxes, and it had an ingredients list for the French fries on it. 
and uh, one of them was sugar, and we were like, so what? How is there sugar in these french fries? <laughs> and then uh, I think it was like a little bit later, there was some sort of thing like, oh, we're cutting down our sugar and all our foods, and it's like, well, okay, maybe the fries. Next yeah. week it's the fries. Sugary fries. Uh, yeah, so I did that, and then had a XL bacon double cheeseburger from for Burger King <laughs> from McDonald's. Whoops. <laughs> Somehow the the double quarter pounder is here to stay. Apparently at McDonald's, no word on the big tasty. Damn it! Double quarter pounder was that not already a thing? No. Uh, no, well, I think it was like one of those like seasonals. Oh, okay. That that replaced the big tasty when because they only put the big tasty on when they've got nothing else on. Yeah. Except at the moment, apparently the big tasty's not on, and they've just put double quarter pounders on forever. Damn it! That's a little bit too. That doesn't quite work for me. I think I've had one. It's all right. Yeah. I mean, it's not as nice as a bacon XL double cheese, but. I think I'd rather have literally just have two quarter pounders, two burgers. Oh, I see. I don't know. I think that ratio is off with a double quarter pounder. I don't know. It's probably a better ratio than a Big Mac, honestly. Hmm. The extra, I, 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 can, I can totally leave that extra bread layer in a Big Mac. Well, the Big Mac... Um, the I'd, I'd like the grand... smaller than the quarter pounder, obviously. If you could give me a grand Mac, but take out that middle layer... Right. Of bread. Then that's about, you're in a pretty good place, if you ask me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're basically made from the same parts, right? The, uh, the Grand Mac yeah. is only, the Grand Mac's only possible because they use two uh, quarter pounder patties and quarter pounder bread things, right? So they, they do, only... yeah. But, but they do have to make that middle layer especially, right? <laughs> right. So the, that's like, the, the special the... part is the middle bread bit. The, the one yeah. bit that's special to the Grand Mac is the bit you don't want. Yeah. You can get rid of that. Unless they've got bigger cheese slices, they must have like, or do they just chuck more cheese slices? <laughs> I don't actually know. Well, they could use the cheese slices from the quarter pounder, right? With cheese. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, so they must be the same size. Yeah. yeah modular. The, the genius is sitting in the meeting coming up with a Grand Mac. Like, oh, we've got these parts. <laughs> well, that's not, they're, they're like totally noobs, I think, compared to like Taco Bell or whatever. Or, <laughs> or five guys, right? Because that's five guys' entire model, isn't it? It's like, here, construct your burger. Yeah, but that's not, they don't have to yeah, come up with just, that, though. Yeah. They just give you the part. Yeah. And you go up with the idea. Pick up parts. I know it's not like McDonald's hasn't parts. done those those, you know, competitions and website based things to design burgers. Oh really? People always abuse to just be like, here's ninety nine patties stacked on top of each other. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> and were it not for the like industrial nature of fast food, like I'm sure like designing fast food burgers, that's a hell of a job. You probably have to work out a lot. Yeah, well, it's all, it's all about getting the cost right, isn't it? And micro mm. gains on the profitability. Micro gains. Gains. Yeah, I can't see myself going to the cinema uh, in time that soon. No, we thought about going to see Tenet, but uh, the timing didn't work out. But Yeah. But I don't know, maybe that first experience at the cinema put, put the others off. <laughs> it's like it sort of put me off a bit, honestly. Just because yeah. I don't like wearing masks for that one. No, it's but... not nice. Mm. Cinema itself was nice and quiet, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's funny. No, isn't no it? loud, no loud people. Like that's funny. Sell. It's like when you do go to the pub or something. It's like 
this is nice because there's nobody here not so many people here but on the other hand like i'm here so <laughs> i don't know it's weird it's weird what do you, do you feel obliged to make to be rowdy <laughs> not rowdy <laughs> fill, in, fill in the void i just mean i just mean i don't know feel arbitrarily guilty that like you you know everyone's at home I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. And you're so, not. What, yeah, what's yeah. the word? You're sort of being like, oh, I'm so privileged right now <laughs> to be mm. in a pub. It's weird. Mm. Yes, well, that's probably all going to disappear over winter again. Yeah, that's... I expect so. <laughs> yes, yeah, so one of the recent podcast intros where I said we're not back in lockdown yet and it's still not technically, but it's no, definitely we're, coming. We're on the way. I well, said at the time. I mean, I fully expect there to be some kind of major lockdown before Christmas so so that they can open it up for Christmas and everyone doesn't freak out. Oh, right, yeah. So, yeah. so, so they can have like a political win to be like, yeah, Yay! exactly. Yeah, because they can't cancel Christmas. They'd, they'd have riots, basically. I'd like to see that. <laughs> what the riots? Or no, no Christmas? <laughs> Just people throwing turkeys down the street. <laughs> Can't eat this. Well, that would be the one. Who's going to eat all this? No, that's the point. It's like that's the one thing you would sacrifice because you'd just be like, "Holy shit, I've got this whole turkey for myself." <laughs> oh, I mean, that would be pretty good. <laughs> Leftovers for the next month. There'd be a great turkey shortage, though, right? Because everyone would have a you buy their be, own one. Have, yeah, yeah. Everyone would be buying one for their own rather than going to someone else's to eat or going to their parents or something like that. Well, we'll We've accidentally made the turkey extinct. <laughs> well, can't go out. It's dark and rainy. What is there to do but play video games? Woo! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about news related to video games. What's going on in the news related to video games? News. Alrighty, we've got not a lot this week, but there's some. There's a big bit of news. Yes, oh, or two. Oh, a few bits. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, I forget which one happened first, but let's let's deal with the biggie first. The biggie. Um, the biggie. Microsoft, you know, them's of the Xbox fame. They've been uh, they've been doing some more purchasing, and getting their their wallets out, and buying uh, buying a few studios. Well, yeah, technically, buying, in, in uh, one big lump, buying about seven point two was it billion? Yep, uh, of American dollars worth of Cinemax Media, which is all of it. <laughs> That's all of the whole the thing. So Zenimax are the parent company that own Bethesda, who in turn own their own Bethesda teams and id and Arcane Studios, amongst a few others, I think. Yeah, they're um, one of the biggest publishers in the industry. Yeah, and this is there aren't this doesn't happen that often. Like the, no. the, 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 the first parties tend not to go anywhere near the mega publishers. Um, I mean this hasn't happened before, has it? What what's the closest? I'm, tr- I'm trying to think, yeah. It's the closest was like Activision Blizzard, but that was more of a merger. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, that's two two big dev houses and two big publishers coming together, and you know anything that touches ten cent, <laughs> you could argue. Um, although ten cent tend not to own anything outright; they just have massive shares in everything. Um, 
including Epic. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with the thing. I'm sure it has happened. It must have happened. I think but this I is just the can't. big one. This, yeah. might, this might be the biggest. Yeah. I mean, you can see exactly why, because every time we talk about you know, Xbox, we're like, they've got this right, they've got this right, they've, they've got this right, but where's the games? And it's like Microsoft yeah. have an epic pile of cash from the 1990s, and they, they just strategically are like, occasionally like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, and this does, this does strike me as one of those. It's like, well, who, who can we get? Like this must have yeah. been like in the I, I bet this has been the works for years, right? So like so several Maybe. years ago when they when they had all those like little announcements to be like, Yeah, we're buying up studios, we're buying up studios and then we got we got that I say little studios, we got like Double Fine and we got Ninja Theory and we've yeah. got In Exile and we've got uh those the zombie labs guy. Is it zombie labs or yeah, anyway, anyway, the state of Cater guys. We've got these we've got these studios, um and then we've got the slightly bigger like we've got Obsidian. It's like, oh okay, this is this is, that's a name. We're, get, we're getting there. Uh, yeah, we got Bethesda. Oh, damn, son. You're serious about this? Damn, son. I don't know. Yeah. That seems like... Uh, it seems like they always like they would have just been like, we want to buy Bethesda. And then Zenimax were like, no, we, we, it comes as a package. You have to buy all of this. And they were like, well, okay. Then. <laughs> yeah, go on then. <laughs> we'll suck that up. And just just <laughs> get the one studio we care about. This is the thing. I'm sure there was a... A bit of a rumor flying around that Microsoft are actually in talks with Ubisoft as well at one point. Yeah, but I bet that's I I can huge a hundred percent believe that that was never going to fly. Well, I feel it, I, simply because of what how Ubisoft have been fighting off um, whoever it was that yeah, was trying well, to I, buy them for years. I think that was probably part of that. Like mm. I bet it, I bet it's almost like the Microsoft TikTok situation where Microsoft was like, "Yeah, we'll just buy you, I guess, if it comes to it." Yeah. <laughs> It's funny um, in the going to the like my like programmer world or whatever. They seem to have a similar approach. The Satya Nadal approach seems to be like do good things, but then also money. <laughs> so, so in the in the web dev world, obviously like um, Microsoft and you know you, you you Rob have been in the like .NET world where it's all like mm -hmm. in in house or whatever or what you call it. You buy into that ecosystem and then you buy pay the developer licenses and stuff and you get all the tools and everything. Whereas web dev has traditionally been more sort of open sourcey or whatever, um, and suspicious of that Microsoft stuff. But then ever since the Satya Nadal, it's like, yeah, they made for free, like the editor that's so good that everyone switched to it. Uh, so that's like, and, and, and they made .NET, you know, run on Linux and all of these like nice things. On the one hand, they're like trying to make things better for everyone or whatever. And then on the other hand, they just bought GitHub. <laughs> And they just bought NPM. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, so well, if we own those, we can <laughs> we, we could somehow find a way of squeezing. I mean, you know, GitHub has to make money as well. We're always doing oh, it yeah. because of private repos and things like that. Yeah, it's, it makes money, GitHub, yeah. Yeah, so it's, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's sensible elements to that. NPM's oh, a good choice. But well, that means... How on earth do they make money? But Well, they probably don't, but... but... It is a strategic thing, right? Where they they own the repository of all of the code, they own the yeah. uh, registry of all the packages, they they produce the editor. Like they basically have control of the ecosystem now around web dev, which is pretty clever. I don't know how they're going to pretty smooth. Yeah. And then here in here in games world, they're like, oh, we'll make the console better and better with one with the arm one arm. And then with the other arm, and do Game Pass and everything, and all this sensible stuff. And then with the other arm, they just like buy the games, <laughs> so they can't be anywhere else anywhere. 
But anyway, do they really want Bethesda games? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, ready, that's the funny part, isn't it? Get ready for Skyrim to come out on the next Xbox. <laughs> well, they. I guess what they... Not that it wouldn't be anyway, the, but you know. The, I mean, There's going to be another remaster of Skyrim, isn't there? there but if you think about it, they must be really... It's a bit of a bet that the new Elder Scrolls is... Because I think that could easily not be as popular as Skyrim. Right. Well, I think I think all of the future Bethesda games at this point could easily be the point where it falls off. Yeah, already happened with Fallout, right? Sort of. Well, yeah, uh, kind of. Well, I mean, 4, 4 still did well, didn't it? Yeah, but 76 4... definitely ruined the image to some extent. 100%. Yes, yeah. still there's people clinging on to 76. Well, 76 has actually recovered <laughs> a bit, yeah. like uh, Apart from its like atrocious start, at least the public opinion of 76 has improved with all the work they've been doing to it. So there's that. But like, it's still not going to retract the Fallout diehards, I guess. Like, no, like it's interesting that four, Fallout 4 was not... It, it wasn't close to, like, Skyrim levels, though, right? Which no. I mean, Fallout never has been. Well, yeah, but... I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it even... Um, uh, what was the one before Skyrim? In which series? Oh, In Elder Scrolls. Oblivion. Oblivion, yeah, because I don't. I, I, I mean, I think Oblivion still did better than most of the Fallout's. Like, I may be wrong, yeah. that, but I think, but I, but I, I feel like it did. I thought um, they were doing a sort of leapfroggy thing, a bit like Grand Theft Auto. It's like Grand Theft Auto, and then Red Dead, and then and then the next Grand Theft Auto, and then the next Red Dead, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger every time. You know, no, but Fallout's cadence was a lot faster, wasn't it? Than even mm. like because I think they did they did three in New Vegas and well, and the, and the two, expa- two the expansions new... like in between Oblivion and. Skyrim. I mean, New Vegas wasn't exactly like, mm. you know, that was a sub team that wasn't the same team. Yeah, that was um, Obsidian. That it? was Obsidian. That was Obsidian. Yeah. <laughs> Who I can't remember what happened to Obsidian. Something. Oh yeah, they made uh, the, Microsoft the, yeah. bought them. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Of course. Last last podcast. <laughs> uh, um, but they are making Avowed, which is a very Elder Scrolls looking oh, game. Oh yeah. Their one trailer they've put that's out right, so yeah. far. So like now Bethesda can put them back in, put them back within Bethesda. Oh my god, yeah, Bethesda. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Obsidian. Yeah, they can put those together. They might need them, to be honest. Maybe there's a there's an element of that. The trouble with this whole theory of like maybe Bethesda games will be good now <laughs> is that <laughs> I don't think it changes. No, this is the thing. I don't think it's going to change no, what Bethesda that, outputs. That's it's going to change where they output. I think it, like the trouble with it is that really because Microsoft brought purchase Zenimax, it's like from like the Bethesda perspective, from the developer's perspective, all that's really changed is some names on some checks. <laughs> it's like it's not really changing the like structure of the business at all, because they're already a sub part of this other thing, and that was the thing that Microsoft brought. No, and that's been Microsoft's play with all of the studios they've brought on. Yeah. Like there's there's numerous comments now about the you know the the, the, the higher ups at the studios going, it's kind of amazing how hands off Microsoft have been with all this. Um, they they just want them to make the games, and they just want them to appear on Xbox. It's like they're not they're not putting like a strong grip around their studios to be like do it in this way. I mean, I do kind of hope that like there's some kind of internal Microsoft cert process that can kind of make Bethesda fix some more of the bugs. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe <laughs> not. Crackdown three still came out. God damn it. <laughs> Because the real reason behind this whole focus of Xbox on super compatibility across platforms is Game Pass, right? So yeah. this this allows them, you know, you can buy your Xbox, what's it called? Fucking S. What's it called? 
Series, series X. X. You buy your Series S, you stick, stick it under your yeah. TV, and you can play all the new Bethesda games and all the entire back catalogue, right, at a click of a button, like Netflix style. That's the idea, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a clever. So basically yeah, Skyrim on, on, on that's, Game Pass. That's the thing, yeah. New Elder Scrolls Six will be, yeah, will be Game Pass. There you go. Just, just go nuts. Fallout Miami. When the, you know recently announced, that'll yeah. be Game Pass. But also New Vegas, um, like just, you'll, it'll just be like everything. Yeah. Well, I forget have they done the back compat work on that because New Vegas was a 360 game and the 360 back compat program has ended. So it, if they haven't if they haven't done the work, it's on PC. Ah, so. Uh, so PC you'd probably be okay. Yeah, but if PC they have done the work on the 360 back compat, then it would work on the Series X and S, right? Yes. Yes. So it might might have been one of them. I don't know. But if it was, then that would be up for Game Pass, right? Yep, yep, it would be there. Or eventually, they don't. They're, Microsoft haven't been a hundred percent with their um, back catalogue on Game Pass. I see they've done um, some weird updates, like they got the back compat working really nicely for Grand Theft Auto Four on Series yeah, X. <laughs> the Digital Foundry breakdown of what works on back compat has yeah. been really interesting. Yeah, because basically they're getting that for free because they did the work for 1X, um, the back compat for Grand Theft Auto 4. And while it improved certain things there, just the raw power of the of the series consoles just means that it naturally is better now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, it, can, you know, it can hit that 60 frames per second finally <laughs> on a console. But doesn't that fuck up the physics? What's going after all these force physics? Like... Yeah, apparently not, because it was like the game ran sort of unlocked anyway. Oh yeah, I remember. So it doesn't, so it doesn't really affect it. Not as yeah. unlocked as like Grand Theft Auto Two. No, man. Because well, even the like the original it ran GTA on sort of somewhere between twenty and thirty frames per second, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. at times it was pretty atrocious. I mean, it worked though. Like it was stable-ish. Yeah. Uh, it was playable, uh, which is pretty impressive. It's kind of really... what GTA games kind of always have done, haven't they? When they've come out, they've kind of walked the, that that line a little bit on, on yeah. performance. For me, like um, San and... Andreas, like didn't run very well on the PS2. No, really. I remember. Like, I remember yeah. trying that, and it was just was a bit. It was a bit too much. It's a bit better on Xbox. I knew someone yeah, had the Xbox version, and that was a bit better. Um, but still, and I played the PC version, Natch, and didn't really like it. So <laughs> didn't play much of it. San Andreas. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a weird one. That it, one. It I, I think it's a good game, uh, it, but like I couldn't finish it on. Uh, I I gave up on it on PS2, and I only finished it on on PC. Yeah, it was a lot better on PC with mm. you know when it ran better. I mean, five. Well, one, two, and five might be the only GTAs I've finished. Yeah, I, can't, I mean, kind Vice of City's a got... classic. I mean, if... I know, but I sort of haven't got on with any of them in the middle. Like, yeah. I... Yeah, they didn't really sit well with me. GTA Three especially didn't sit well with me. I only played like the start of that. Yeah, Three mm. doesn't work very well. Like, it, but it was amazing at the time, obviously. But mm. like, um, it, yeah, it, it broke it, new boundaries. Doesn't quite work as a game now. It's not really very. Whereas Vice City still holds up, uh, obviously in a dated way. But mm. it that Vice City actually improved quite a lot over Three, um, considering it's not that not that far apart. Rockstar anyway. did. <laughs> they anyway, where Rockstar. were we? Bethesda. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, the other thing to sort of pull out of this is that the, they anything that Bethesda have announced already that will be coming to other platforms. The the sort of big one being Doom Eternal hasn't yet released on PlayStation. 
it's like they're, they're, those those things are still happening. It's like this this buyout isn't changing any plans that they have already announced to release things on. Yeah. Um. Now I'm not sure what they've announced for things like Starfield and Elder Scrolls. I think I'm not sure they yeah, they just, I think they just said we're working on it rather than saying it's on next gen consoles or whatever. Uh, so I think those are likely to be uh, limited. But even if they said next gen consoles, you could be like, we read the Xbox Series X and S. <laughs> At two. Plural. <laughs> yeah. I meant to research this, but who like are Avalanche independent still? Not the just cause Avalanche, because that's Squeenix. <laughs> yeah, that's... But the other Avalanche that worked on Mad Max and more recently Rage 2. Because that's obviously Rage is obviously an id IP. <laughs> um but is it I don't know. I don't know if they're owned under this umbrella or not. So there's there's one studio question mark. Mm. But you're, you're getting Arcane as well. So Deathloop, yeah. right? Which is a because that's still happening. Yeah, and and Deathloop, <laughs> but Deathloop's one of those ones where it's like I'm pretty sure that's a PS5 exclusive now, or at least a timed exclusive. So that's a slightly odd one. Mm. <laughs> but hey, if you're a Dishonored fan or you like to pray and you want to see more from that team, you'll be getting it on Xbox. Eventually. Maybe. After Deathloop's done. Yeah, it's big news. It's a it's a it's a thing. It's a lot of titles coming their way. Yeah. It, but you you've got to like that. Um I guess I guess I'm not that excited. Like I guess the Doom thing makes sense for me because I like Doom and I still haven't played Doom Eternal. Um but uh, the um, yeah, the Fallouty, Skyrimy, Elder Scrollsy stuff has Are never, you... has never, has never clicked with me yet. You've still got that copy of Fallout Four for I some do. reason. I do have a copy of Fallout Four <laughs> behind me right now that I've never played. A bit of me is like, one, well, I kind of don't want to play that on the bone because I know how bad on my bone, especially because the before I know the performance is bad yeah. on that version, and you even just like. You'd probably still want mods, even if they were like the most generic, like optimization mods. Essentially, that's well, what that's what you always get with like the Bethesda games on PC. You just get whatever the most common optimi- optimization mod pack thing is, and it just like this fixes all these stupid bugs that Bethesda left all over the place. Well, I might be more more keen just to like, well, I'll go for the base version, but I'll put it, I'll play it on my Series X instead and get the well, get sure. the back compat boosts. And it'll at least clean up the performance side of it. Well, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we'll see. And then uh, I guess the slightly related bit of news to that is like the other rumours of Microsoft looking at other studios like Sega. <laughs> yeah, that's still floating around. Uh, mm. Yeah. It's starting to feel like at this point, you're, it's starting to be like, is it, are we getting a bit monopoly here? <laughs> is it going a bit? No, getting a I bit mean, much? It, can't, it can't be a monopoly. Like, well, Sony do still own a lot of studios. Sure, but I think it's more like I don't know. I and guess. they're still, and you know, Ubisoft's still going to exist. EA are never going to get bought. Although, well, although, they, although EA might be the one that seems most likely to have been bought. I would have said EA because the EA kind of suck. Yeah, and they have done for years, and it's like maybe, but maybe they, maybe Microsoft doesn't want any part of that. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe Sony wants it for the football. Yeah, I mean they'll be fine, won't they? FIFA still makes mega bucks. Yeah. So it's... 
I don't think that's necessarily. I think it's more like they they do just have like a huge value. So you, like more than seven point five billion, probably. <laughs> probably quite a lot more than seven point five billion. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much EA is worth. Maybe that Star Wars deal is worth most of that money. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there was that. Uh, while we're sticking with Xbox, um, let's talk about their pre. See, they uh, did Xbox manage to sort their pre-orders out in the same way that Sony did? <laughs> and the answer is technically yes. They did the exact same thing. Yeah, it was marginally better than the PS5 pre-order mess. Like, yes, Microsoft set times for when everyone should release their, you know, re- start the pre-orders. Yes, retailers mostly stuck to it. However, the process is still a nightmare because no one can ramp up their server load enough. Um, and, and, of course, the thing that we always said would happen happened where people were searching for the wrong thing and keep getting Xbox yeah. One Xs. <laughs> yeah, quite a few people bought a One X thinking it was a Series X. It's like, oh, we're three hundred and twenty pounds. That's a bargain. It's like, it's not the right one. It's not. It's not the right one. We always said it would happen. <laughs> you, if your naming scheme is that ridiculous, you're going to ha- have that happen eventually. I mean, I've got to be honest. I got lucky. I've got one. I've got an X Series X pre-ordered through Amazon, but that was only kind of because Amazon were late to the party. Like uh, the other major UK retailers, like Game and PC World uh, and Smiths. Or, and Argos, I think, was another one of the biggies. They all opened up on time, uh, and their sites immediately failed <laughs> or had various various problems. I could not get around the game site at all. It would not let me uh, uh, view any content. It just the, the pages would fail to load. Um, the Smiths website went down and was saying, "Oops, something went wrong." So it was it was at least responding, but it would like put up an error message. Um, and apparently that was true for most of the day for the Smiths website. So if you hung on and managed to catch it when it went online later on, you'd have got lucky. Uh, PC World were operating a queue system, but by the time I logged on at 8am, or whenever it went, I think it was 8am when it went live, um, I was already 10,000th in the queue and it was going to take 40 minutes for the server to be able to deal with me. And I'm like, okay, let's keep looking while that sat there. Um, yeah, and then Amazon went up late and everything worked fine because <laughs> it's amazon they have the servers they own the ser- they own the internet they own the internet yeah uh and it, and it worked just fine um although that went in minutes as well by the time that went up like yeah the consoles just that disappeared or at least the x's did i think you could get hold of an s for quite a while like uh, there doesn't seem to be quite so much demand for the s which yeah, I guess yeah. it is an accurate representation of the people that would like me that would be trying to pre-order at eight AM on a Tuesday morning, <laughs> probably. Um, <laughs> but hell, it it worked marginally better. It's just an it, it's you know, here comes the onslaught of people on the internet talking about how pre-ordering is a nightmare, and it's like you're not wrong, um, and I don't really know how you improve the situation, really, other than like maybe you email your interest and then have a random ballot system rather than have everyone go blah at the same time. Maybe maybe you should look at the London Marathon and <laughs> do a ballot system like they do or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... Just save, every, save everyone the trauma of it. <laughs> and it's also fair for the people that then can't make the time, you know. 
I think that would be a better strategy, personally. But what I have, I got one coming. It's all good. Um, sorted. Yep. Sorry to those that didn't. Uh, so there was that. Uh, Amazon had a tech event. Speaking of Amazon, really? Um, yeah, they showed off the, you know, a whole load of new. I guess it's like uh, Tech Cobra or whatever, isn't it? <laughs> I guess. But they showed off like the new next generation of Echoes was one of the, their things. So it was like, hey, they, they've changed the look of the dots and the main Echoes again. All, all your Alexa devices are going to look different. They're now all spherical, which I find bizarre. Well, it's more <laughs> dot-like. Well, is it? Like the, well, the original dot, I suppose, is quite dot-like, right? Because it's just a slab of... It's like it's a tiny slated cylinder. But not for all that. Puck. A puck, yeah. I mean, that, that one I kind of get on board with. And the main echo is just like a cylinder, right? Um, but now even the main echo is just like a big old orb. Okay. Like, praise, be, praise be the praise orb, Praise be right? to the orb, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do think they're bizarre. It probably, probably works out for the best in terms of the speaker tech, right? Because they've got actually more room to put decent speakers in, but... I don't know. At least on the dot side, I think it's a stupid idea. But anyway, the the the, the gaming thing to come out of this is they announced Luna, which is their their take on the game streaming service. On Stadia, yeah. It is basically Stadia. However, they've gone for the subscription model as opposed to the buy the game model. Okay. So they might sense. have already they might have already won. If it comes with Prime, then they've won. <laughs> well, yeah, man. I don't think there was any announcement like that. And currently, the subscription is fairly low, like four or five dollars a month, right? Something like that for the early access version. But like when you're in on, and there will be like a pro tier, I think eventually. But they're not launching that yet. Um, but yeah, basically, that that gives you access to a library of PC games to stream. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you, you get a Luna controller that works similarly to the Stadia one, in that it's the controller itself that connects to Luna in order to cut down on response times. Uh, yep, yeah, same deal. Yep, so it's pretty much the same, only with a model that seems to make sense. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm just amazed Stadia haven't pivoted at this point, to be like, yeah, we got it wrong. To a subscription. It's Google. They already have basically given up and we're just waiting for it to die. <laughs> I did see there was a Google event and they announced a new uh, Chromecast, which looks really nice. It comes with a remote this time. And uh, uh, and they announced Google TV or something, which looked like you could Apple have like TV? a... Yeah, it looked like you could have a watch list. I don't know if Apple TV does this, but you could have a watch list of things from different services, right? And you could just get to them without faffing around. That's a good point. Uh, I don't know if the Apple cool. TV does that. I imagine I, it must. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, but tried that, I think, on their Qbox stuff. So you can mix and match a little bit from services. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. It, it looked like it was a fairly basic... Um, Oh, and YouTube, obviously, is all integrated. Um, and and as always, those those Chromecasts, like, they're a good device and they're really cheap because they lost lead them, mm. presumably. So it's like 50 kid. But the stupid thing, of course, is for some reason, out of the box, this new thing doesn't support Stadia. <laughs> what? Which so, <laughs> is really dumb. So in order to get Stadia, you still need to buy into it and get sent a prototype Chromecast. I don't know. To so, use Stadia. It's dumb. Yeah, that, okay, that's cl that's clearly the sign they've given up, right? Yeah, I presume so. But anyway. Oh, man. That's funny. I mean, I don't know why I'm saying, oh, man, in a kind of disappointed tone then. I mean, I'm really not. Stadia should die. Yep. But 
<laughs> I love my Chromecast though. I'm, oh, Chromecast. Uh, Chromecast is great. Yeah. But now I want the new one. It's like I've already got a 4K Chromecast. Oh well, need more TVs. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I haven't got a 4K Chromecast. But I've only got an original. But then for for YouTube and Netflix and yeah, stuff like that, TV, TVs have it built in, so it's fine. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. <laughs> the, the smart apps on haven't haven't outaged the it's telly not yet. So necessary. Yeah. Does your yeah. TV have the YouTube where anyone can join the network and stream from their YouTube app? Like straight to the TV. I think so. Yeah, oh, it basically cool. it, it appears on because I've got an Android phone. It just appears as another cast device. Right. Oh, great. Because that is so it, nice. It, I don't it's... think you can cast everything to it. There are certain things no. that can't cast direct to the telly, but then the Chromecast fills in the gap for that. Oh, you yeah, um, yeah. cool. I just for YouTube, it's su- such a nice uh, interface. Although it's a bit buggy in places. Sometimes it like replays stuff really randomly. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I find. Uh, anyway. The problem I have, the primary problem I have with YouTube and doing the casting is that it's it doesn't always connect to the TV for a while. Like you'll say play and it'll go okay, and then it'll just sit there spinning the wheel for ages. No, like the, the app will funny. launch on the TV, so the TV knows something's coming up, coming up, but the two don't talk to each other quite right the right. first time. Whereas I, I don't get that problem with the Chromecast. The Chromecast yeah. will always accept it. Yeah. I don't I can't get 4K YouTube on my Chromecast because it's a regular ass Chromecast. Um, so you know, swings and roundabouts. It's all good. Sure. I can get that content eventually. <laughs> it's not. I, I, I really like the Chromecast. It's, it's, a, good <laughs> it's a good option, especially if an, I mean, are you in? TV. I mean, are you into that sort of aggregate idea then, like having all the services combined? Well, I like that idea, but like, because um, isn't that what Xbone wanted to be at first? Uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, but the or problem T-Bow. with that was, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, wasn't against some of those Xbox One ideas. It's just that they, it's how they introduced their new games console, which was oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it didn't quite As work because they were trying to like pipe old stuff through it and through a box and try and integrate it that way. Whereas this is much more sensible, doing it via the digitally with the streaming services. I was trying to think, was Netflix even really kind of a thing seven years ago? It was a thing, but it was. Like, yeah, because I guess it was—I guess it wasn't in this country yet, right? We might have still have had Love Film and that yeah, whole yeah. weird moment where Love Film tried to go digital, powered by Netflix, and then they were just like, oh, "I've sold it. We've bought. We're Netflix now." So, well, Love Film got bought by Amazon, didn't they? I forget. I forget which yeah. way round it was. It was something, something. Oh yeah, maybe they went into Prime. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because Netflix was the Love Film in the US, right? Where you'd send, they'd send stuff through the post. That was. Mm massive for years before they were doing the streaming yeah makes their name even weirder i guess there's yeah, no well, net in the postal bit well there was because you'd put your queue on the you'd go to their website and sign up for what you wanted yeah. delivered and it, it would send it was an internet site that would send you films hence netflix <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay. well it wasn't postflix okay. where you have to you have a to write a physical letter yeah. <laughs> postflix is the chill part right <laughs> The flicks uh, part is mostly out at the moment, isn't it? Although no, they make films now, so <laughs> they make films. Yeah, yeah. They, make, they make a lot of content. Now. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of there's a lot on oh, there man. now. I may I may have like okay. So my Netflix list is getting quite big. Yeah, it's most it's, it's but it's kind of filled with garbage, right? A lot of it. It's like, <laughs> like, they're like it's really stupid things that I probably should never watch, but they're just things that caught my eye to be like, oh right, yeah, they did a they did a live action version of um. 
uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I was like, oh, I'll watch that. That's probably so terrible. Much on there. <laughs> or like, hey, they made a film of the first season of Bleach. Oh, I'll watch that. I came across my first like real big problem with this plan this week. Because during my lunch breaks, um, I decided to watch a live action version of Initial D. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I, clearly did, I clearly did research what I was getting into here, though. Because uh, it was made in 2005 in China. <laughs> like, okay, it probably wasn't made in China, but it's a Chinese made Japanese anime live action film that's so bad. <laughs> like, it's unbelievably terrible. They, they, um, uh, it's like a, a grad student really likes that half frame rate effect for like serious moments. Let's just zoom in on someone's face and half frame rate it for a while to be like poignancy. <laughs> okay. It's, it's awful. It's like the actual driving. Yeah. yeah someone had to actually drift around Mount, Ak- like up down a mountain, like Japanese toge style. I guess. That's cool. Like that, you know, they actually had to do that. It looks good, but it's a terrible film. It just sort of ends as well. It's like everything's everything's bad at the end. <laughs> it just goes to the end. And it's like, what? <laughs> it's a terrible film. Don't watch it. And then it has the gall in the credits as well to have a line that says, this is in no way affiliated with an animation of the same name. Uh, <laughs> well, like... well, I mean, that's, that's the China part, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's China. <laughs> it's, it was pretty, yeah, it's hilarious. Um yeah, so I might I might watch these other things that might be a bit more uh, legit. We'll see. I'm watching um, uh, I was watching season three of Ruby actually. For some reason, I've stuck with that. It's getting better. As well, it goes that's on. what everyone says. Yeah. Everyone says like the start is real bad. Although everyone also says that they, there's a point where the whole world gets fucked up, and then it then it just sort of loses any idea of what the hell it's doing <laughs> yeah so i think that's i think i'm at that point things have gone bad like real bad um they've introduced a bad uh, right at right okay, mild spoilers but very very mild at the end of season three they introduce a, a new bad guy who is voiced by jen taylor so it's like oh cortana's the bad guy <laughs> and it's well, like that's bad guy. Yeah, Hello, all right yeah 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 this 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 there's a parallel here um also, I didn't. Uh, I noticed in the credits that Yuri Lowenthal of Prince of Persia fame and Spider-Man fame is also in, in on this voice cast, and it's like, oh, it's getting, it's getting some more bigger names here rather than you know Rooster Teeth staff members yep. <laughs> to, to to do this, and it's um, yeah, I don't know. I'm getting getting kind of into it, but apparently, I like I've heard like season four is like it's one of those where everyone's gone their own separate ways, so it's like actually four different stories going on the entire time rather than. And then, so it might not be as interesting, or at least that's what the, you know, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I might stick with it. It's kind of, it's kind of bad, but like an enjoyable kind of bad. I like it. Uh, and I haven't quite. I've I've started watching the boys as well, and I'm not quite. Oh, I'm not yeah. sure I'm. I'm not sure I'm quite into this season yet. Even though, like, all I seem to see on the internet is, oh yeah, it's the best superhero show ever, and I'm like. Mm. Not not two episodes in, it isn't. Yeah, I heard it's somewhat <laughs> slow. The, the the second season. Yeah, I'm I'm not into it yet. We'll see. Stranger Things, on the other hand, working yeah. through season three now, still good. Still good. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think the third season's better, isn't it? Second was what? It's got a, Oh, I, I liked the second season. I still thought it was good. I think Gnome got more into the second season because it's, right. it's faster paced and 
okay, it's more of a horror than a sci-fi, for mm. sure. But it's 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 you know it's a horror that I can I can take. <laughs> I don't. I don't generally don't like horror films or anything like yeah. that. I just don't don't find them enjoyable at all. But this actually seems to work for me, so I will take it. Anyway, sorry. There's my random uh, <laughs> streaming service update. Streaming service update. Um, what you been watching? Yeah. Uh, I've been watching that um, Smash Brothers trailer. <laughs> good segue. <laughs> not What's not good? the Microsoft segue that was said up earlier. No, no. <laughs> I moved away from that. Uh, yeah, Smash Brothers had a tr- put out a trailer of their new character reveal. I was I very it... annoyed because, like, I didn't get any alerts. Oh, like, right. I literally didn't know it was happening until after it happened. Yeah, I didn't either. So I saw someone, <laughs> Which is weird someone tweeted it. Uh, usually my YouTube, you know, that's the kind of shit that ends up on my YouTube homepage. Even, like, days before when the, when the like, preview stream post or whatever they do on YouTube goes up. I usually see those. I didn't see shit this time. No, I think they just put. Which is a shame. I think they just put it out there. Then I just kind of got spoiled. Not that spoiled because I was literally about to start watching the video. But (laughs) I was quite lucky in that I saw someone commenting on it and they on Twitter, but they they've retweeted the original trailer just immediately there. So it's like, oh, I'll I'll watch that before I read any more tweets. Mm. um, So that that worked out pretty well. But yeah, uh, it was about time we had another character reveal for season two of the Fighters Pass. Yep. Uh, after cucumber lady, <laughs> cucumber she's lady. Not, she's not, no, it's not. There is a cucumber in arms, isn't it? But it's not. It's not her. No, uh, Min Min. There we go. It's the noodle girl. Yes. Um. Uh. Yeah. After after she was revealed ages ago. Uh, Touched by her noodly. Not really that ages oh. ago. Uh. It. But now we've got Minecraft Steve, which was you know rumored for ages, and was a a decent pick in my mind, and he looked kind of cool. That's a bit, and like, there's some good stage look and feel to it. And well, it's just Minecraft. That's yeah, the thing. I mean, it looks like Minecraft. It's very much exactly Minecraft, which some people are annoyed. Well, no, some people are just annoyed with the character in general. Like, oh my god, I can't believe they did did this kind of annoyed. Well, yeah, because everyone. But then, like, everyone, if they're going to work with Microsoft, why didn't they get Master Chief? Well, everyone is always pissed off about characters in, to some extent. Yeah, because it's never the one they want. It's never going to be the one you want. But this one especially, the well, problem has... <laughs> the problem with and this Sonic. one, of course, has been, like, the generational gap. This isn't for the people who played Melee. <laughs> no, I guess not, yeah. Yeah. That, and, Halo, and Halo isn't quite so big right now. If we're, if we're being brutally honest, Halo is not at its height anyway. Well, that doesn't matter, though, really, for Smash Brothers. If it's been a big series at some point... That would still qualify it quite well. And then the other thing about, you know, the the way it's put into Smash Brothers is that it's in quite a unique position when I started to think about it, which is that, like, it's a contemporary game with an art style. Like, it's not like mm. an old game that they've made models for. It's just it's literally a game that's out at the moment and that's just how it looks. And you can't really do anything to it. Like, the most they could have done was maybe go, like, the Telltale style of, like, Minecraft Story or whatever. Where they actually have, you know, faces, facial animations, and elbows that bend and stuff. Mm. But no, you can't do that if you're going to make it be Minecraft. You have to do it like Minecraft. Well, in some ways, that's like um, I'm actually. I think that's good of them in some ways that they didn't try and overstylize that character to make it like break its boundaries. Well, I mean, and there's it's... no way you could over like the the. 
the Telltale thing is literally the only other option. Like, yeah. you can't just make Minecraft guy just, like, a guy. <laughs> you can't make Steve just a dude who has a wield a pickaxe. A teal shirt. Yeah. It doesn't so, work. Uh, will they do, like, a Minecraft stage or something? That'd be cool. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All come with it. Yeah, every, every fighter in the past has always uh, had a okay. custom stage with it. You know, because it's not the first time they've pulled in, like, games that are hugely stylistic. Like, I'm thinking of the Persona 5 run, right? Where sure, but that's not, like... It's stylistic, but not like model stylist. I mean, the lev- the stage is super stylized, right? It's like kinda. It's more. It, I wouldn't even say because like it doesn't have it. Does the thing is that they they bring in like the models and the style, but not like the visual effects. Essentially, I guess yeah, to some extent, no. Yeah, it's not like they change everything to be like comic book. No, well, like, pal. I guess the only example of that is like flat zone, which is like Mr. Game Watch, right, where yeah. they make everything flat. But that's like a very minor thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's like it's quite a unique situation when you think about. Because like I was trying to think if there's any character that's even comparable, of like a character that's modern enough that it's not a character you have to completely rebuild. Persona Five. No, well, yeah, but <laughs> uh, but also a character that's modern and is like not a model that you can just port straight in and it looks perfectly like it Because Persona oh, Five is just like, like a, it's just like a guy, it's an anime guy, yeah, and it's a modern model, and that's it. They probably didn't have to do much work on it. Like well, there's because there's quite a big gap between like the the most comparable one I could even think of was like Banjo Kazooie because you're updating an N64 model at that point. But they have had one other game in between, even though it doesn't use that device. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> they definitely didn't use the nuts and bolts Banjo look. Square, but like, square it, jaw Banjo. But, but yeah, there's like no there's no real compar- comparison to a game that came out this recently. But has a stylized look that you can't really do anything with. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I 100 percent see what you're saying, but like, I don't know. Where else? Was Splatoon was pretty recent, and they yeah, but that's, there's no, there's no, there's nothing to be done about those models. You just take the model and port it into the game. But then that's all they've done with Minecraft. Yeah, they've but I mean, Steve. But, I mean, but it, it it looks weirder with Steve, is what I'm saying. It's like it's not like. The look of Minecraft is deliberately incredibly low poly, and like it do- doesn't fit as well as all of the other people. Okay, in Smash. I, okay I vaguely see what you mean. So yeah, they, because they've kept it so low fi which is not what they've done with everyone else. Because if you if you imagine a world where like because they because uh, Duck Hunt, I suppose is the, is yeah. the other one, right? It's super low fi but they upresed him. Well, kinda. But I was thinking more like if if there was still games coming out. That were in a low poly style, like re- real, like not Minecraft, <laughs> but other games. Mm. Bring them in, and you'd end up with the same situation. If Res had a sequel, if Final <laughs> Fantasy VII had come out this year, and it, but it still looked like Final Fantasy VII looked like <laughs> at yeah, the time. If they had Chibi Cloud. Yeah, if they had low res Cloud, but they didn't. They already had high res models for Cloud even yeah. now. Yeah, so I was, it is, okay. I sort of see what you mean. It is a kind of weird thing to look at. Hot shots racing. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess. <laughs> Forgive one of the races from that. I think I think really the the only comparable thing that I could definitely say would be like putting Parappa in PlayStation All Stars. Oh, that's okay. sort yeah. of the Game and Watch situation mm. in a way, because he was quite an old character, and obviously they still had to keep him two D. But then you're just importing a sprite at that point. It's like it's not really there's not anything to be done there either. Mm. <laughs> so yes, it's slightly weird. But I think that was the only way they could uh, have possibly done it. Even if Minecraft had come out 
um, in like 97, like Final Fantasy, I think you'd still put the character in like this. You wouldn't have made a, a high-res Steve. So I still, I still think they could add Paper Mario, for instance, into Well, Smash. sure, that's still a rumor that everyone yeah. wants, and that could still work. But yeah, it's only because it, it's a game that's like Origami Bowser. I'll take it. It's only because it's a game that's contemporary and has that art style that mm. it seems weird to everyone, even though it's totally not weird. <laughs> yeah, it's not weird. I, I don't see how else they would have done it. No. But yeah, and and it and the character itself seems like it's ridiculous, incredibly complicated. Yeah. Which is which is kind of weird for it being the Minecraft character, <laughs> a game which is re- renowned for being like the chi- the kids' Simple. game. But it has some hell of mechanics in Smash Brothers. Take it, us through it. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, we'll skip over some parts of it, like like how you attack, like you do in Minecraft, like you can hold down the attack button and move while slashing the sword, because that's just how Minecraft. Works. And Mega Man's done. That, yeah, Mega Man's done that in Smash. So it's not actually new. I kind of don't like how that controls, honestly. <laughs> well, it, I think it worked better with. Minecraft being a melee attack rather than this weird like semi-projectile that Mega Man has. Yeah. But yeah, there's that. Uh, but like, the, obviously the main mechanics is the mining and the crafting <laughs> because it's Minecraft. That's the important bit. So yeah, they had to do a hell of a lot of work because they had to make every stage compatible with block placement and every stage has to have like a material assigned to it. Like the actual material on the floor determines what you mine so they had to do that for every every stage yeah, of the wow. entire game yeah i guess it's quite a uh, <laughs> a metadata layer isn't it? yeah i mean it could be quite easy it's just be like well for some <laughs> stages stage can be this well this yeah for some stages be... it's just like one material is the whole stage that's mm. fine but i'm sure there's examples where that's not the case or you reckon they've gone through every service to tell it what it is yeah huh. i'm pretty sure that there's going to be stages where there are because dip- i mean to some extent, you actually want that because it mechanically changes how Steve actually works. <laughs> if you if you only have access to one type of surface, it definitely restricts you in some ways. Uh, See, so, uh, I'm going to interrupt you here because you've just reminded me the one thing that I'm always interested in in any of these. Yeah. How is the announcer going to read Steve? Yep. Is it going to be a Steve or is it going to be a Steve? And all the other names, Enderman. Oh, yeah, Enderman. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good for the like, Luigi like in, um, inflection, wouldn't it? Like Enderman, yeah, a zombie, <laughs> a zombie. But I'm also Alex. I'm, I'm kind of worried that they're well, not worried. I'm kind of preemptively disappointed that they're not going that the other four skins aren't going to have specific names. I think that's a shame. Oh, what they're not going to get? They're just going to appear as Steve, Steve and Alex. <laughs> oh, but but Enderman and. Edmund and Zombie are going to be the the two specific Well, no, I meant the other Steve and Alex skins that that fill up the other slots of the eight. They're not going to have specific names, I don't think. Okay, right, yeah. That makes sense. It's a bit like Villager. Yeah, but Steve is like an actual... uh, Steve and Alex are actually specific characters, technically. That's something... Well, so it's going to renounce Alex as Steve. (laughs) No, it's not, but that's what I mean. (laughs) Alex and Steve are named characters in Minecraft, essentially. Mm. And these other skins are not technically Alex and Steve. Okay. Which is something I... This is getting it already into, like, deep detail rather than going over the moves, which we should be doing, but I wanted to mention this at some point, is that this is something that I didn't 
didn't realize initially, even though I felt like there was something weird about it. But like the skin that they're using for Steve in in Smash Brothers is not actually the player character skin from Minecraft. No. Because the skin that they are using for Steve has a beard. And that was a skin from like Alpha Minecraft, like the first time they put NPCs in the game, used that skin. But ever since or in modern you could see yourself. Yeah, before you could see yourself. But in modern like uh, posters and artwork for Minecraft that show Steve and Alex having adventures or whatever, they use that skin for Steve. Like that literally is the Steve skin. It's not the player skin. <laughs> oh, I see. It's right. like it's quite a deep cut if someone actually thought about that, which so I assume how they do, did. How do, how do we market Minecraft? It's like, well, we market it with this model. And it's like it's not the player model, but this is the model. Yeah, it's like the fact that. It is yeah, that, that skin in, Steve, in Smash is kind of impressive that they actually did that, that specific detail. I don't, would it have been? Would you have felt equally impressive had it been the player model? And not well, I wouldn't Steve. have noticed. I would have just been no, like, okay. yeah, that's Steve, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have known that sort of deep lore of Minecraft. But anyway, so yeah, he, he mines shit out of the ground with various different materials. Various different surfaces give you different ratios of materials. Oh god, are you managing an inventory? Yeah, kind of. Oh, it's a bar. It's a, it's a, it's a weird situation because I'm still not entirely 100 percent sure how it's going to work in practice because the blocks still come out of the ground. I mean, they don't come out of the ground. You it's poop just them. Like, there's an item that poofs out of the ground. Poop. But like, the bar is a ratio bar, so like, it's the, it's not like you have a number. Mm. Except, presumably, you do have another. It's just not showing it like that. Right. So I don't know about that. But yes, you have the ratio bar that shows you, like, you've got this amount of wood and this amount of dirt and this amount of stone and this amount of iron, except iron is specifically, like, segmented. The iron part of the bar is segmented into eight because you use iron for other moves other than building, Mm. specifically. And then, yeah, you mine up the shit, and then you craft... You craft to upgrade your tools with whatever the highest quality material you have at the time is, which is, you know, if you can get up to gold or diamond, that's a separate little bit on the bar. It's not actually attached to the bar. Okay. It's a bit on the end, is it? Yeah. It's just like if you have enough gold or diamond to craft the tools, it will flash, but otherwise it's just the icon. And because you use diamond, well, you don't use diamond for anything else, I don't think, but you do use gold for a couple of other things. And then he can place blocks, which is possibly the most overpowered thing ever and it's going to completely screw up professional smash i think probably <laughs> unless it gets nerfed oh he'll just be a banned character <laughs> oh yeah all that because it's just it's complete i i feel like they could have done it a different way and i, I eventually came up with a way they could have done it because you could basically just place blocks anywhere <laughs> which is the main problem there is a like a limit to how far off stage you can place blocks just sort of an arbitrary line mm. Which I guess is fine, except it's still like quite a long way off stage. <laughs> and then obviously the fact that you could just essentially just put a platform under your under yourself in midair to stand on and regain I, all your jumps and you yeah, know so you do can... attacks. <laughs> it's just bizarre, isn't it? That's, that's that's gonna be so strange. And obviously just build a wall at the edge of the stage to, to stop people recovering. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's pretty funny. <laughs> I wouldn't have minded so much if it, if it was just a wall, but the fact that you can build outwards, if you're under that, you're just completely fucked. There's mm. literally nothing you can do. Right, yeah. 
so yeah I, I i i was trying to think of a way to balance it and the way i would have done it is to make it because it's the thing that's weird about it is obviously in minecraft you can't just place a block in there it has to be attached to another block or the ground which is made of blocks <laughs> so but to do that in smash brothers might have been a bit difficult to like have the surface detection or whatever yeah so I think the way you you should have balanced it is to make it so if you do place a block that's not connected to anything else, it uses iron because iron is like your most critical resource that you can, oh, I see. that you yeah, use yeah, for yeah. other stuff. It should have automatically been an iron block, and then that would have been more expensive. Yeah, this is the only one you can make that's floating. Yeah. So I, I mean, obviously it's not out yet, and, and during the presentation, Sakurai said several times, "It's like we're not done with this yet. It might change." But it, and he specifically did say that about when he was showing off the blocks. Thing. It's like this is it really looks really dangerous. So maybe this may not work like this when we actually release it. It's yeah. not fully finished balancing. I mean, I mean, sure the other balances you give Steve himself a terrible recovery. Well, I mean, the thing is, they gave him a terrible jump. Like, his jump height is terrible, but also it's kind of convenient because you just jump up and put a block and it's the exact height right, for the block placement, essentially, like in Minecraft. <laughs> mm. But then he also actually does have quite a good upbeat recovery because it's a glide. The oh, glider. he's got a glider. <clears throat> so he can, he can travel a really long way horizontally, but not that far up. But of course it doesn't matter because you just place a block. <laughs> yeah, you just build a little tower. Yeah, below the stage, you just go boom, 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 boom. Yeah, exactly. But then I guess you have to have the resources. Well, yeah, that is the one. I mean, like you've spent all that time doing all the mining and crafting and stuff, and then at that point you've got to then you know think about having a fight. Yeah, well, that is the one <laughs> thing that might make him balance competitively is that it takes time to get into that point. Yeah, you have to spend the time mining. So if, if you've got a fast character that can just immediately rush him at the start of the game and prevent yeah, him from doing anything. He might be weak against rush down. Yeah, he might be quite weak in that situation. And also maybe the stage counter pick as well. Yeah, Pick sure. a stage with a specific material that makes it even worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what if you're on um, that level that's made of clouds? Yeah. I can only mine cloud. <laughs> I, I'm assuming it's going to be sand. That comes out of those clouds. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, and then various of his other moves use different materials. Like you use iron for several of the sort of heavy attacks, mm. making the TNT uses dirt and stone instead of gunpowder and sand, like it's in actual Minecraft. And building the rails, like spawning the minecart uses iron, and then building the rails uses all of your other resources, mm. just drains them. Actually, the minecart minecart looks like it's probably not going to be used much because it drains it real fast. <laughs> like putting the track down just completely depletes that bar. Sure, and surely it's just like getting out Wario's bike or something. It's not all that dangerous. Well, it does have some slightly more weird effects than. Well, firstly, it it seems to do way more damage than Wario. Well, not maybe way more. More damage than Wario's bike, I would say, judging by how hard the hits look. And if you have golden redstone, you can put powered rails down, which makes it regain speed, so you can then basically hit harder mm-hmm. rather than the speed falling off over time. Sounds like a lot of effort. Yep, it's well complicated. And then mm-hmm. uh, if you jump out of the minecart, it essentially can you know grab people. Like, oh, I see. Like in Minecraft. Yeah, sort of nick them. Yeah, it just drags them off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's a mash out, so it's just like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. any other berry. A, a, a little bit like the, 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 the bus. Yes, like the bus, essentially. So yes, that's kind of weird. That is quite weird. And if you're really fancy, you can use the minecart to hit the pressure plate that triggers the TNT. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you really want to set that up. 
Uh, I'm not going to get the grasp of that. No. Uh, um, <laughs> Looks real complicated. I'll play on the Minecraft stages happily enough. Though. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> wow. In-depth Smash Brothers discussion. Yeah. yeah. This is there good. Go. I was trying to think of a character that I would care about in Smash Brothers, and I can't think of anything except Strong Prince Bad. of Persia. <laughs> oh, Strong, Strong Bad would be amazing. <laughs> He's I, already got boxing gloves for hands. <laughs> you see, the reason that Strong Bad came up was like on, on one of the posts of the Steve train I saw on YouTube. Someone posted A Steve, and then like, I'll get you A Steve. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's what that, that reference The <laughs> amount of different references they could put in the moves for strong bad would be insane oh if they did if they, the, the trick to having a strong bad character would be like don't skimp on the voice lines yeah have him say everything <laughs> do they do that i guess they have voice lines yeah yeah i mean everyone has voice lines but they're usually just like either grunts or one word yeah type things power wave <laughs> yeah it'd have to be like yeah <laughs> delete it <laughs> Bully dead. Bully dead. <laughs> and then, yeah, I guess you could have Homestar. He doesn't have any. Well, that would be a final smash, right? You just appear <laughs> off the side of the screen and go, hey, mouse, and you get bombarded by a load of people. No, obviously, the final smash would be Trogdor, or you just can't get away from Trogdor! Yeah, yeah cool. Strong mad, though. <laughs> Well, that'd be like, but you could have a down C, a down B. Sorry, not, not down C, a down B that like summons random characters. So or, like, or, you, or you just make a straight Pokemon trainer situation. You have strong bad, strong bad, and home star all as one character. You yeah, just right, swap yeah. between them. <laughs> you could. Anyway, that's my idea. <laughs> yeah, that that would be fantastic. Unfortunately, it's out of the cultural zeitgeist so far now that it's... Yeah. And also, it's you know not technically from a game. It's not from a game. Games. He was in that awesome, cool game for attractive people. Yeah, he sure was. But I guess that <laughs> and, 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 and poker. Yeah. <laughs> and um, your poker night at the... Something. <laughs> yeah, the Steam poker game. So yeah, I, I they've I think he's coming out next week, the third team. Oh, right. That's not far away then. I think. All right. Shortly after, you know, it, it was weirdly that this this announcement was timed for the Minecraft. What would have been Minecon, but is Minecraft Live, of course, because because of you know they can't have a con. Yep, they can't have a convention. But it was the announcement was timed for that, which was funny because no one really picked up on that. Everyone picked up on the fact that the announcement was slightly before Crash Four came out, <laughs> so that got some hopes up naturally. But no, not Crash, not yet. He's got to be coming though, right? <laughs> Crash would be a decent choice, yeah. It doesn't really have moves. Well, he, that might, he, might, the... he might do now. Well, yeah, true. The new game. But that is the one thing that I've always thought about Crash. It's like, yeah, he's a, obviously a good, a well-designed character and everything, but he literally has like one move in his game. Spins. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he can spawn some TNT, like Steve. I mean, he can wait forward, <laughs> I think. He does that. Yeah, there's the couple races. Yeah. But yes, that's that. We've still got four more characters. I keep forgetting that. Whereas, mm. like, it seems like we've had. It's because it's been taking so long yeah. for these ones to go out. It seems like we've had more, but we've only had two out <laughs> of yeah. six. It's been pretty quiet. 
Uh, what else we got? Uh, I mean, a tiny, a tiny other little bits of news that I think are pretty dumb. Um, oh well, okay. The slightly less dumb thing is, I think we we, we may have no- announced earlier that, or we may have mentioned earlier that um, uh, EA's access program was coming to Game Pass in mm-hmm. some form that it was, was going to get roped in. Uh, we now know when that's going to be roped in on Series X launch day, um, and it's going to be there, sort of like. But what what I call the bog tier, I suppose it's like it's not the tier you want. It's bog like their, it's like their it's like their back catalogue of stuff, but like quite old back catalogue of stuff. Like it's not it's mm. not the new releases, which is their premium tier, which you don't get with this. Um, uh, but still, hey, it's more content for Game Pass. Like if you want to play some EA games, there you go. Not too bad. But it's now called EA Play. Is the other thing as well. Um, not to be confused with their. E free time ish events that they do, which are also called EA Play. So everything's everything's everyone's playing at EA. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, that's happening. And um, what else we got? Uh, uh, yeah, the only other thing I had was, um, hey, they're changing what Peter Parker looks like in that Spider-Man game. Yeah. What's They've going decided on? to get Why? rid of their custom face for Tom Holland's face because Sony. Is that why? Well, no, it's not. It's not the reason they've said, but it's the reason that it really is. <laughs> is he? Um, so the new one's meant to look like Tom Holland. I guess it does look. Yeah, it's hugely modelled after Tom Holland. Come on, yeah. uh, but like they. So Insomniac, I think, tried to say it's like, hey, we needed a higher fidelity model, and some for the remaster, and something than what we had, and something that could be mapped to Yuri Lowenthal's face, acting, well. So, and Tom Holland was a decent enough match, and it's like, oh, of course, how convenient. Mm. Yeah, okay. no, it's a market. It's marketing. Come on, don't okay. mess with us. It's it's marketing. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean fine, no, but it doesn't look I, as good. I, I don't think. No, I, I mean, it looks like Tom Holland. That's like, and I'm not exact. I'm I'm not a, uh, an enemy of Tom Holland. I think he's all yeah, right. It's he's a different it. iteration of Spider-Man, though, isn't it? Yeah, from, from the MCU one. <laughs> Exactly. I, I think it was completely unnecessary. It's like work with your original vision kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of the same sort of problem that people had when they changed Tomb Raider, right? Because they changed the look of Lara between the first two games. Right. Or between, no, it was between the original release of the current Tomb Raider series and then the, the definitive edition came out and they changed how Lara looked. And it's like, why did you do that? <laughs> there was absolutely no need. <laughs> It was more subtle in that case, but they did it. Um, it's not like they completely changed their, their face. Or was it? Was there one of the Bond? Get- oh, yeah, it was the, it was the remake of um, Goldeneye. Yeah, well, they Daniel they, Craig. Did. They put Daniel Craig in. It's, oh it's right. I mean, I that mean, one they probably, they probably couldn't license Pierce Brosnan again. But I mean, it barely looks like Pierce Brosnan in the N sixty four one. I mean, it's a polygon smoosh of a face. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That wasn't really much of a remake, was it? it was well, it was. It, it I mean, was, it, was a, it was a total remake. It was like yeah, as, exactly. far as, the word, as far as the word remake goes, they rebuilt the whole game. It's a new game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's weird. Well, what else is going with, with Spider Man? So there's a remaster, quote unquote, which means they've added ray tracing and stuff for the PS5, mm. right? 
but you have to how do you get it like you have to buy miles morales you have to buy the ultimate version of miles morales yeah which will right. be a 70 dollar title is there any and other so way to one, get it like, i don't think so i don't i don't i don't think they're putting it out separately i think if if you own the ps4 version you're screwed you're going to have the ps4 version um, and they're not right. doing an upgrade path for it because Sony aren't doing upgrade paths on anything, I don't think. Right. Um, um, it will be backwards compatible, almost certainly, but so you can run the PS4 version on your PS5, but it's still that PS4 version. Um, and that's it. Like, you're kind of screwed. You need that Ultimate Edition if you want to play Spider-Man Remastered. Um, you can buy Miles Morales on its own. Without, without, the, the, remaster. the, without the remaster. Yeah. So if you've already played Spider-Man and you don't intend to play it again and you want to play Miles Morales on the PS5, you can just get that and save some money. You're, you're totally okay. It's a shame they didn't just throw it in for the normal price Miles Morales. I mean, it's a launch game, isn't it? Yeah, you, yeah. you think maybe. But then but then also, it's a launch game. They, you know, anyone will buy anything at launch. Yeah, fair enough. I did see the Digital Foundry breakdown of the um, Ray Trace. The Ray... To be honest, yeah. I think it looks great. I know, I know people are complaining, but I don't see why see, they're don't... complaining. Yeah, I don't know if I prefer it over the original look of that reflection, though. You know, I mean, I know the original look was kind of, you know, deliberately darker and fudgier, but a bit of me thinks, mm, maybe that's actually a tiny bit more realistic looking. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe, maybe the differences that it, that it highlights in the Ray Trace tech on that window in particular... I mean, I think that window shot is maybe just the bad example, right? Yeah, it is, it's like yeah. during during the rest of it, it's fine. It's like, yeah, okay, I can see what they see what they mean when they pick out that certain characters don't get reflected when certain things don't get reflected. And then that that got me thinking. Well, I wonder if they could like mix that rate, or, or like if they if there was some kind of mixed approach strategy here, you could do where if you somehow mixed ray tracing with screen space reflections, especially mm. in those cases where the reflection itself is supposed to be fuzzy. Like, can you mix the two techniques to get some of the content from one, and but the accuracy of the other? And I think because them. screen space is so physically incorrect, it would probably be really weird to mix them. You know, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe the proportions would be off, but like, right. maybe you screen space for certain elements only. Maybe you can use screen space to be like, oh, only do the smoke that way. Things yeah. that are just like a blanket color. But probably there's no way that would save you any. <coughs> save you any power or anything because the ray tracing would still have to happen oh yeah no it wouldn't save you it would definitely require more power to, to blend the techniques for sure like yeah you'd be doing both techniques then so they're, they're probably doing both techniques anyway and well for certain objects and yeah, they're probably probably not ray tracing everything no <clears throat> anyway i think it it's cool that they're adding that and like i don't mind if it's a bit blurry in some ways it'd be quite nice if you could turn it on and off i suppose rtx on i don't know uh you can so oh, that's cool. So the PS5 version either has a 30 FPS mode with ray tracing, or you can choose to play it in 60 FPS without. Oh, that's nice. Well, that's, so the that's... choice the choice does exist. Yeah, that's all good. I'm all good with this, except for the pay me more money for it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I reckon, like, if you were new to PS5 and you had the money to burn or whatever, like on on a launch title, then probably Mars Morales with the full-on Spider-Man game as well, upgraded, is a good deal, is a good package. Oh, yeah. Keep you going you for a while. If, if you didn't... If, I mean, yeah, I played through the original, and it's one of the very, very few cases where I actually plumped... There we go. Bring that back. Plumped. Plumped for, for, the, for DLC. All the DLC. Yeah, yeah it's a good game. I played through all of that. I, I, yeah, it was addictive. Couldn't stop myself. 
And I platinumed it as well. You know, that's never happened. It's an easy platinum, in fairness, but yeah. you can do it. Um, I mean, if you want to feel like Spider-Man, <laughs> you got to platinum it. Louis. Web it in the air. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's... Uh, that's the news. <laughs> That's the news. It's time for what you've been playing. Um, Rob, do you want to go this time? It would make a change, I guess. It would make a change. <laughs> now, how would you like me to start? Shall I bring back the... Uh, would you like me to finish on new stuff or stuff I haven't talked about before? Or would you prefer me to lead in from previous episodes? Let's lead in with what... what with, Did you with finish what stuff? you were playing last time? I mean, yeah, that's what and I've got to talk about. That I've got no, to talk I mean, about me finishing it. Had you already finished something last podcast? You were about to start something new. That was the whole. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what I'd finished before last podcast. <laughs> so you finished more than one thing, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I've we'll just start I've... talking about something. I guess. Yeah. Start, start saying words. Uh, Spirit Fair. That was the thing I'd started last time, I guess. Or no, I was like the second episode in, wasn't I? It was with Spirit Fair last time I talked about it. Um, yeah, I, I, I finished that game. I spent far too long on it, really. Like it, it drew me in, and it was one of those that you know I picked up the controller and I've started doing all the faffery. I cannot stop faffing. There's always something to do, and I did it. Faffery. I did it. I'd, I'd set, sit, settle down and be like, "Oh, I'll play this for like an hour or two, and then I'll be done." And it'd be like five hours later, kind of kind of thing. And I'm still just plodding around in my boat, milking cows. And it's just like, "What am I doing? Like, how about how about?" And it took that in the long. morning. I'm milking cows. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I played that game suboptimally, like hugely. Like, I'm. I, uh, I think it took me far longer to complete it than was intentional because I just missed a couple of things. I missed a, a, a couple of characters earlier that I perhaps should have had that maybe have, would have given me some upgrades to make a couple of things a bit faster. Um, yeah, I think maybe the order I went about things wasn't quite right. Um, but I kind of just enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed just doing the faff. I enjoyed just being like, oh, I need to go here. And while I'm going there, I can try and make a few more recipes, see if I can find out... Um, I talked last time about I had a few favorite recipes I haven't given to people yet or I haven't discovered. It's like, okay, let's give them stuff I haven't tried yet, see if they'll eat it, see if they like it. And I just kind of enjoyed that loop for some reason. Even though it really was doing the same thing pretty much over and over and over again, I kind of, and it's, it's just like, oh, go to the garden, water the crop, pick up the crops that are the, oh, put a seed in. Oh, well, now I need to give those seeds to the chickens. All right, give the seeds to the chickens. Oh, that gives me some eggs. Right, let's put the eggs in the oven along with some cheese and see what comes out. Uh, and just just keep going, keep going. Um, uh, and I dug it. Yeah, I'm a sort of. I think some of its music is really good. It's. I think some of its. I think it could could have done with more music, honestly, because after after the, the amount of hours I was putting into it, it's like it basically has like area themes that play. So there's like the main part of the map, the main middle part of the map has a theme, and it will play that during the day, and then. When you go at night, you'll get a nighttime theme instead. But then when you go to the other, there's there's like three other areas that have their own sort of like little musical thing as well. So that their themes will be different. And that's kind of it. And you're hearing those songs a lot. I mean, there's other little ditties here and there. Like some of the characters have their own music that plays when they talk. Um, you've got um, some of the some of the you know, games that have their own little 
bit of swell of music that play when you're doing it. But most of the time, you're just hearing those main themes. And uh, yeah, I heard them too much. <laughs> so I probably could have done with even longer themes, I guess. Or, too like, many times. More, yeah. yeah, or a bigger playlist. Like maybe maybe today I'll get a different track of music for this area. Like maybe each area should have a playlist or something. Um, but it's a it's a relatively small nitpick and was what well, yeah what was a nice relaxing time. Um, I mean it's it's not hugely polished in places. Uh, there was, I managed to get stuck in the environment once. Um, I managed to uh, bug out the title screen a, a good few times. For some reason, the title screen and how it juggles like the Xbox profile loading seems to go wrong periodically, and it's just like well, I can't actually click anything. I mean, you're a bit, you're a bit stuck. I need to reboot the game, don't I? Yep. Okay. Let's let's, let's try that again. Uh, so that that happened. And also, like, I'm pretty sure there were characters and people's names during the credit sequence that their font couldn't handle, and it just replaced them with a square. <laughs> it's just you know someone should have noticed that. <laughs> Come oh, on. Boy. <laughs> Unless someone didn't notice that they didn't upload the correct font file. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what well, the whole game's got the wrong font. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I think especially the yeah the end theme. There were there were definite moments in it where it's a bit. There were characters I couldn't give a crap about that are, you know you're sparing them to the to the afterlife and it's like yeah good riddance. <laughs> Yeah, there was definitely a couple of those where it's just like, okay, this moment it doesn't doesn't matter to me. But then there are other characters where it's just like, yeah, all right, that was actually quite sad to see them go. Mm. Um, and I shouldn't have let them go, as it turned out. There's bloody one of them that you can only get. The, like, there's an achievement for making sure all of the guests on your boat hit the ecstatic level at least once. And there's one character you cannot do that with unless you have one of two other characters on board your boat. But in my playthrough, they had already passed on. So it's like, ah, oh, damn it. So it's like, I had to look up how you make that character ecstatic. And it's like, um, oh, oh, I can't. Damn. <laughs> mm. I have, I, and I think there's some other, there's a couple of other achievements that you can only get if certain things happen a certain way. Um, and so there's a couple of achievements that I just cannot get on this, on this run unless I start from scratch again, which is mildly frustrating given how long it was. Um, that I'd have to work back up to that position if I was going to go Chivo hunting. Which I'm not going to do, because I think I've, I, like, I've enjoyed my time with it and it's time to move on. Good game. Spirit Fair. Good, good game. Mm. I reckon it will play pretty good on Switch. You know, if you want to just do it, have a little, have a little game before bed every night, it's probably a good pick. If, if you <laughs> can drag you could yourself, not, yeah. if you can put it down. <laughs> if you could not play it for five hours yeah. before going to sleep. Yeah. Although the Switch's battery wouldn't last that long, so you'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Switch and tell you it still. Play it with play it with the Joy Cons detached, so those batteries drain. That's what else I've been doing. I played a bit more Two Point Hospital. I'm on the last level, finally. Yeah. You got through all of the city. Yeah, I'm on. Well, at Crockham, uh, I, sh I guess it's the last level. I'm on Crockham Boot. This is one that looks like a concentric circles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the last one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's lots of things happening that seem to mean my reputation should go down, but it's not going down. Nope. There's As a lot always. of angry people because they seem to like wait in your hospital for like a day and then go, "I'm angry for waiting," and it's like, well, "Screw you then." <laughs> well, that might be. <laughs> At least you're not dying. That, it's fine. That could be the VIP. Because I don't know if, you know if you've noticed, because I didn't even... I only knew this because I looked it up on the wiki. Oh, you've mentioned this before. The VIPs 
from rival hospitals. The orb guy. Yeah, the orb guy and the whatever the eco hospital is called. I forget. I don't know if I've seen him. But you yeah. probably have. Yeah. I just click button. <laughs> but all those dudes actually have negative effects while they're in your hospital. They're actually sabotage. Mm. <laughs> and one of them is if he talks to patients, they automatically get pissed off. Oh, that must be that guy then. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, Sodom then. <laughs> they just leave. Yeah. It's not actually that dangerous. No. Probably the most dangerous one of those is, the, is one of them, the guy from the Megacorp Hospital, whatever that one's called, I always forget. That, that's not Orb, no. It's the other one. The Orb is the foundation, isn't it? It's... Yeah. The, the guy from the, like, the Megacorp Hospital, he just blocks all your toilets whenever he goes into a bathroom. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's pretty hilarious. I don't know if I've seen that one happen, though. Like Maybe the janitors are just dealing Yeah, you probably it. just yeah. don't even notice. It's a very weird system. Because, again, I knew that because I, I looked that up on the wiki, but I didn't look that up on the wiki. I, look, I was looking up something related and found that out. Because the game never tells you this at any point. I mean, it, it feels like it, that would be better as one of those systems where if there was some actual... Uh, more of a game mechanic around following that guy around the hospital, right? So yeah. The, the game made you pay attention to him rather than just say, yeah, visit. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> then maybe a system like that makes more sense. It's just a weird... like. If, if you had some more... interact, If you could, as a manager, interact with the people in your hospital... Mm, maybe, yeah. Like And be like, oh, if, if he speaks to that, that, that customer or that patient, maybe I can do something to that patient. I have more options to make that patient happy again. Hmm. To, to mitigate the effect, if the effect was worth worrying about. Well, yeah, because <laughs> it is none of it matters. Yeah, but it is just a—it's a very weird thing where it's just like the game never tells you about it, and it's—it's it's literally bad, but it also doesn't matter. So it's just—it's another one of those systems in two-point hustles where it's like this is pretty pointless. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I played a bit more of that. Uh, I've been playing less and less Valorant as I've gone on. It's like I, st I still enjoy it, but I think I just got into too much of a. I'm playing this every day, uh, and and needed needed a bit of a hmm. needed to slow that down. I don't care about this battle pass as much as I did the first one, so because I'm bought into this second one. Right. So it's like, well, that's also not driving me to play it as much as the first time. But played it with Kippers um, a fair few times, and it's uh, yeah, still good fun. Um, there'll be a new character coming soon. Could really do with another map, honestly, but we won't get that this year, I don't think. Oh, um, well, it's got four, you know, and most. <laughs> if Kippers is anything to go play, and he likes really playing two Counter Strike levels ever. Yeah, but that's so that's the actual problem with Counter Strike is like, the, I well, I guess they kind of never really tried to make new maps for Counter Strike for a long time. Yeah, I mean, there's a few, but there's, it's not like the roster's expanded hugely over time. I feel like what they should have done, I, this wouldn't really, what what someone should do in the future, maybe, or probably already has tried to do, is just like make make the levels just not even levels, just make it geometry. <laughs> don't even bother, don't even bother with like textures or anything, just flat textures, hard edges. No, that just make it a full on. This is literally an esport. Oh, what kind of what what Halo Five did in its. Counter Strike esque mode. Yeah, like, everything was like in a hollow grid, wasn't it? For that. Yeah, I'm sure there's been another game. I can't remember what it was, but there have been a, has been a game that tried that. But okay, if that you mode was cool in Halo. 5. If you think about it, like some of the custom maps of Counter Strike have done a, a kind of a similar thing. 
mainly because it's easy to make those kinds of levels in in whatever mm. hammer, I guess. <laughs> Just slap down some flat textured polygons, and there you go. You've got cover. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's what they do internally, right? All the time. Sure. But I, I think that is just like, you couldn't do that in a current game. It would have to be a new game. But like a game that has that aesthetic where it's just like, this is purely functional because it's not meant to be about, it's not meant to be a real environment. This is very specifically designed for this competitive sport. <laughs> It'd be hard to learn. Would and, it though? And, and you'd have fewer reference points to be like, shout, well, sure, to shout, to shout out names. You would need to invent some kind of reference. There'd have to be some sort of language, yeah. Colors. Yeah, <laughs> go color, to the blue zone. Colors or simple symbols or yeah. maybe, maybe just a style of texture in places as opposed to a, something subtle. Like it's in triangles. But like, I feel like, I don't know if maybe just no one's ever tried to do it but like you if you I don't, I don't know how much the appeal is like well it's like if you look at counter-strike and look at the maps that people like the two or three maps that people like or that's, that's, i say like two. the two or three maps that people play on there's yeah. got the there's, someone has got to have at some point tried to analyze that and work out why like it's what like, is the specific combination of like map features that make those ones yeah. the ones that people care about it's like dust, dust 2 and mirage right those are the two yeah i always seem to seemingly playing anyway and don't get me wrong i quite like they are good maps but yeah it's those two i quite i quite like overpass as well that's all right it's just is it seems like something that someone should have analyzed at some point, but I feel like, especially for Counter-Strike, it's like no one's going to be worrying about that at this point. You can't I mean, force people to play new maps in that game. <laughs> I think they do every now and then. Like, it's pretty rare, but every now and then they'll make a tiny map change here and there. Yeah, like, but move something by a few pixels. Yeah, that's not... That yeah. That's like fixing hitboxes on TF2 maps or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, this bit of wall is sticky annoyingly. <laughs> Oh yeah, or we we put a block here on a Splatoon map from when we moved from Splatoon one to Splatoon two to get rid of an exploit. You mm, know? Yeah, little things like that. What else you've been playing? Uh, yeah, so the kind of <laughs> going going slightly uh, left field for a moment here. Let's talk about Call of Duty. Okay. Let's talk about Infinite Warfare. You know, the space one from four years ago. Right. All right. I played through all of that. The okay. Software. The campaign, yeah. What prompted that? Because uh, it's been on my shelf for a while. Oh, right, <laughs> I, looked okay. at it, I looked at it and thought, yeah, all right. <laughs> I forgot they went did space. They did a space one, yeah. yeah. A sort of Navy-esque Navy yeah. one. It, I, you know, you call it space, but it's not like it's not like future space. It's like... Near future space. Yeah, it's kind of oddly. Yeah, it's quite navy ground. Like every, you know, they, everything looks a bit boaty. You know, it's a bit, a bit Battlestar. <laughs> a bit boaty. Yeah, you know the way doors open and everything. It's all like big. Like everything has to have a massive handle. Yeah. <laughs> it just, just seems to be the rule of this universe. It's like if it doesn't look quite right, put a massive handle on it. <laughs> like Battlestar. Yeah, like Battlestar. Um, uh, yeah, you know, everything's obviously Navy terminology as well, because of course it would be. And uh, uh, yeah, I don't... it's not a great game, <laughs> like, honestly. Look, okay. it's, it's, I mean, it, it's got the building blocks there, right? Because it's built upon the Call of Duty, but there's, even even that doesn't feel quite right. 
it's, it's it's clearly had money thrown at it because they do some things differently. Like again, it's not like it's a hundred percent super linear campaign. There are side missions and things you can do. You get dropped back into the into the the bridge of your um, of the ship, and you get to go to a map, and you go to say, all right, what are we doing next? And there'll be one yellow mission, which is the main mission, and there'll be a whole bunch of red missions. Now those those can vary a little bit to be like, oh, we're boarding a ship. Well, actually, there are, there are like two versions. There's like shipboarding and there's like aerial combat missions, which I'll come to in a bit. But it's like most of the most of the shipboarding ones are you're going to board a ship. It's going to be the same model of ship that you board every time, and right. we'll take you a slightly different route through it, and we'll do a mission in it. So there are there are certain bits of the ships you start to recognize. It's like oh, I've been in this hallway before. Oh, I see. Oh, I've been in. So it's built um, off pieces. Yeah, this this armory door is the same in both of them, and you could go. Uh, but but I know it's an armory door, so I can go in there and get some guns if I want, or um, or permanent upgrades, because that's the other thing this campaign does. It's like you can upgrade your character by earning perks by doing certain missions and by finding terminals occasionally. Um, you can find upgrade terminals that will say, "Ah, oh, right, yeah, one of your your grenades will be slightly better from now on, um, or your seeker bots will will be slightly better." Uh, so it's it it does some odd stuff like that, but. Basically, you're doing those side missions to be like, when you complete it, you'll get a perk. Like, oh, you'll regen health slightly faster, or you've got, um, you know, quicker reloads. A little bit like, like the multiplayer, I guess. <laughs> Just like, we'll borrow perks from that <laughs> and bring it in. You can even choose your own loadouts at the start of every mission if you want. If you found a gun in the field, your HUD will scan it and be like, oh, you can make that and bring that into a level now if you want. Um, and you'll get like a little like animation every time you do that. You pick up something you've not seen before. It'll be like, ooh, what's this? <laughs> and uh, it's like, so they, they are trying to do things differently. And I think that's kind of, it's kind of okay. That the structure kind of works, but it's kind of just let down by the map design and the level, uh, the actual fighting itself. There's something about the gunplay doesn't work here. And it should, right? Because it's COD. It's Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, there's, some something I have a real hard time explaining, and we're just, it just something just feels off. And I think it's, I think enemies are slightly take slightly more bullets than normal. And I played it through on normal mode, right? So it's like it's, um, I, I know in in normal mode in most Call of Duty games, it's like everything takes like a couple of shots and they're down, right? Sure. Like they take a bullet or two and they're gone. Whereas this felt like a bit more bullet spongy. You're fighting robots a good portion of the time that take even more shots. Um, unless you're using an energy weapon, in which case they take slightly fewer shots, but still more than a dude. Um, shotguns seem absurdly powerful if you manage to find one, um, which you, or you just load out with one. They just seem to tear through dudes, um, which make, make, creates a weird balance with the rest of the guns. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to explain, and I think that the visual design doesn't help it either. And like, I find. There are just spots where it's like, okay, they might, the room might be filled with like 10 guys. You're, you're standing one direction. You've got 10 guys like at the other end of the room in like in various degrees of cover. We're standing in various, all looking at you and shooting at you from there. And I have a hard time seeing them all, like just picking them out from the environment. Like, and it's, it's not super obvious that they, uh, yeah, they, everything sort of blends in. And I just find that a little bit frustrating. It's like they got to a point where I was actually wondering at some point in the game, it's like, is there like a colorblind mode I could turn on that just highlights oh, wow. bad guys? Blimey. Like, because it was it was it was getting really frustrating, and there are certain gun sights even that actually have that are supposed to put like when you aim down sight 
like highlight enemies, but they highlight in like a weird beigey yellow. So it's not like even that is super vibrant to be like to be like, here's a guy, shoot him. It's like it's like is that that's sort of a guy, I guess. <laughs> I just I just found that really frustrating um throughout the playthrough. But I also like yeah, there's just bits level design didn't really like lend itself too much to being like, oh I'm I'm in cover here. I know I can run around here and flank a guy. There were a couple of moments where I did that successfully. Other times you just run around there and you try and flank a guy and there's, there's a whole group of other people just standing there shooting at you anyway. So it's like, well I'm not really flanking the rest of the crew because now they all know I'm here because I've run into this other group of dudes. Mm. And it's like so this doesn't really feel like I'm outsmarting the game uh, at many points. Um there, there are places where that works and there's places where that definitely doesn't and it sort of all falls apart um and it's all bolstered up by a story that is so hard to care about it really is like they didn't put any thought into it at all you've got earth the good guys we are in geneva we've united the world everyone is happy you know who isn't happy people who live on mars <laughs> these are bad guys we will call them the Settlement Defense Front, or SETDEF for some reason. And and they, they are bad guys. They are led by that dude from Game of Thrones. They want to destroy Earth, or and everyone from it. And that is it. That is all you get in terms of like plot and setting. It's like, there's good guys, there's bad guys. Go gunfight. There's, like, there's no nuance to it. And it's like it doesn't really ever explain itself throughout the plot. It's just right. like, you're... you're they they get the upper hand right at the start of the game and put you on a bad footing, um, and you're trying to survive. And uh, it feels like you should be just trying to survive to try and pick your way through this terrible situation. But of course, you're an elite scar team, so it's like you're tearing them up whenever you see them, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like these two guys in um, uh, in in like planes can rip apart a whole battleship. Apparently, it's. Uh, it's it's ridiculous and dumb and there's just there's boring like the plot is dull like there's nothing to it it's trying to be like crazy wacky out there or whatever and end up boring that's yeah missed the mark I, I totally missed it it's like it's just it's so by the numbers it's like it, the best thing it, it, the best thing it does is that is the is like writing 101 will occasionally call back to something earlier said in the game like someone will so you'll have a problem with someone's decision during the opening fight and be like, it's like, you shouldn't have made that call. It's like, it's like you should have brought back your men. It's like, you put everyone at risk. And it's like, it's, it's like the captain's job is the, is the safety of his crew. And it's like, and someone will say, not always, son. not always. And it's like, you'll say the same thing later. <sighs> you know, that kind of stuff. Like, and right. it does that a few times. It's like, it's like something will be set up at the start of the game that your character has supposedly progressed into by the end of the game. Right. But you don't feel it. It's just like they've they've just done it, and it's yeah, it's garbage. <laughs> it's gar- in summary, garbage. <laughs> it's garbage. I mean, they, I mean again, they do do some other things new. Like this, there's, I mentioned aerial combat, and that comes in two flavors actually. Here, the good portion of the game, you're actually flying those plainy things I talked about. So there's really? quite a lot of space combat in this, oh, really. And it, but it's weird. Like your your ship controls, it doesn't control like a proper like a jet. It's like you're not like traveling with constant velocity forwards and then like working away, like just steering and stuff. You travel fastest when you're traveling forwards, but you can just pull back or pull left and right on the left stick at any time and then you're strafing. You're strafing about. Um, Right. um, So you can stop on a dime pretty much and turn around and 
uh, and, and yeah, strafe around a bit. And you've got roll control as well on the on the D pad if you really want it. Um, but really, all you're really trying all you're trying to do is net is turn your camera towards an enemy. Press left trigger to lock onto it if you're close enough. And then the ship sort of follows it itself, and you then kind of have to nudge it in the direction of the enemy to shoot at the, you know, the little markers you always get in space combat sims that are where the ship's going to go. Um, but it feels really strange. It's like because the ship is sort of flying itself at that point, you know, you don't feel like you're in full control during that. So that so the dogfights end up feeling weird. Um, but then you've got like. Okay, there, there's a lot of bigger ships that you have to try and take down yourself. So you have this little interceptor, but of course you, you know, you're a mega interceptor of some kind. You just fly up to this big thing with some bigger cannons turned on, um, uh, and you just sort of lay into it for ages. Right. <laughs> it's like I'm just firing my cannons Filing at this away. thing. Yeah, I'm <laughs> taking out taking out the the, the, the targets. It, it it's telling me to. You can lock onto it, and it will point out points of interest on it, and it'll be like, right, if you shoot at those, it's going to die faster was my assumption um uh, so it's like all right let's let's float around and shoot at those occasionally it will launch missiles at you and you just push left bumper to negate that effect with with some flares and it's just like rinse and repeat that's how you take out the bigger things they are no threat at all <laughs> god and it's just it's weird it's just like it's just such a again it's like you tried to put this thing in you didn't it doesn't feel half-baked because half baked would be like a normal Call of Duty extra, right? Like, oh, here's right. the jet scene in Advanced Warfare. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's like you would just throw that in for a laugh, right? <laughs> or the even the was it the AC10? Have I got that right? The um, yeah. the classic from Modern Modern Warfare. <laughs> um, uh, you know, they just throw it in for a bit of a laugh, really. It's like here's, here's something fun to do, is it, and, and looks cool. Um, this isn't. This is way more baked than that. It's just naff. Yeah. <laughs> How's it compared to the kind of weird Halo Reach space fight thing? Uh, Halo Reach, I think, is better. Oh, really? Like, and that was only I mean, yeah, like ten minutes. I mean, yeah, to be honest. yeah, that, yeah, that's thrown in, but it's like there's something about that. That's, it's, it's it's that effect again, right? It's kind of thrown in, and it's kind of it's the they've done the COD way, right? It's there to have to to be a bit of fun, but even that uh, that felt like a nice nice uh, what's the word excursion from Halo, whereas this is yeah. so much of this. That you don't get that nice excursion feeling here. Yeah, fair. Um, and I'm not sure I did the first time I got to fly it. Anyway, it just felt naff right from the start. <laughs> it's like it's just not, it's not right. It's not right. Um, what is more interesting is the zero G combat. There's not many of these sections, but there's a few. And um, I because you you can actually move up and down uh, in those segments, and you can grapple hook to various surfaces to act as cover. Uh, and those do. I think those could have been way more interesting than what they did with them because the enemy isn't very smart during those they just sort of float about <laughs> and you're like right. well i'm gonna get to some cover i'm gonna pop out i'm gonna shoot them because they're just floating in the middle of nowhere because they're without any cover and then i'm just gonna move forward a bit and it's like I, I think that could have been fleshed out they probably should have spent more time trying to figure out how to do those maybe do it in some interior spaces rather than just on the exterior of the ships like come up with some more innovative ways of doing that than focus on this flying mechanic that doesn't really work. I think there's a the yeah. It's a game of missed opportunities. Hmm. It's got Lewis Hamilton in it. It's weird. What's he doing in it? Just sort of standing around. <laughs> <laughs> he does actually have a voice line though, right? Yeah, he has a few voice lines. <laughs> and it, and at the end, it just feels like it sort of ends as well. The story's like, well, I don't know if you actually beat them. You beat the one guy, I guess. 
that was supposed to be a bad guy. Spoilers for a four-year-old Call of Duty game. Who cares? Uh, but then I'm not really sure if you've won the war or not, or or what. Like most people are dead. Like almost every, everyone's dead. <laughs> Everybody died. I was hoping for a bit more. I'd heard it wasn't a favourite, but I didn't realise quite why. Now I know. Now I know. Uh, yeah, so the final thing I want to talk about very briefly is today I started playing my friend Pedro. That banana game. Uh, what's the deal <laughs> Still not with my the best description Pedro? of it. <laughs> so my friend Pedro, it's a 2D... Uh, banana game. Stylish platformer <laughs> shooter. Like I would call it. So you like you 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 platform around, you move left and right with left stick, you, you jump with A, da 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 da. You can slow down time. Uh, you aim with the right stick. You pull the trigger with right trigger. There you go. It's one of those. Um, but it's sort of like it's all done. It's all designed to be like you're one you're one guy who's having a psychotic break or something because he keeps he's talking to an imaginary banana called called Pedro. Pedro. <laughs> both Pedro <laughs> and so the whole game has this slightly bizarre like um, slant on it um, and at the start of it you're going through like warehouses and things and just yeah, yeah it teaches you how to do slow motion jumps and it's like oh while you're jumping in the air if you try if you lock onto someone with left trigger and then move your aim to some other guy with the right trigger you shoot both of them at the same time wicked cool right and it's like actually you know what that is pretty cool <laughs> I can wander through a room I can I can I can dance around on top of a barrel, avoiding bullet fires, and this barrel will just run over a guy. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of fun. I can shoot out stuff from the ceiling, and stuff will fall on guys. That's kind of fun. I can kick a frying pan into the air, shoot bullets into the frying pan, and they'll ricochet into guys. That's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Hmm. <laughs> it's kind cool. of it's kind of nonsense, but it's pretty fun. It's not. I'm playing it in normal mode, uh, and it's it's not really challenging yet, but it's a. Uh, I'm enjoying it, and some of the soundtrack is excellent. Like yeah, in my in, in my sort of style, some like some like you know heavy, heavy electro, some dark beats. Let's call them dark beats, <laughs> not dank dark. There's a there's a, um there's a there's a track in one one level I just did that sounded a bit um uh well Zach will know what I'm talking about like, a bit like Bit Nick from the Lethal League soundtrack right. but but with more guitars than heavy ass synth and it's yeah it's, it's, it's cool uh yeah so I've just started that I'll talk more later it seems pretty neat we'll talk more later <laughs> cool uh well more Pedro friending next week then or my friend Pedro sweet uh, let's move on to Zachary Burgess. <laughs> yep. After I sneeze, apparently I'm allergic to talking about frying pans. <laughs> <laughs> the kettles, the that's no problem. <laughs> is it the bananas that do it, right? No. Could be the bananas. But speaking of frying pans, convenient segue, kind is of. Is there a frying pan segue? I'm, for some reason, out of the blue, they updated Left 4 Dead 2 with a new map. Right, yeah, yeah, they did. It's like a community map, isn't it? But Yeah, it's like a community, like, it's it's a survival map that had been expanded into a campaign and also a bunch of other stuff in this update as well. It's not just that one thing. A bunch of other survival maps and a few other bits and pieces. But yeah, they updated Left 4 Dead 2. And I'm, I, for years, I had been saying, I want to play Left 4 Dead 2 again. But, you mm. know, I can't get four people together. So <laughs> it's never happened. I mean, us three and Kiffers, we could get a team. 
we, just, need, we just need to be organised. We just need to actually have people that are on Steam alive. Yeah, I mean, that's just, none of us are. No. <laughs> Except for Zach. It's never going to happen. We're never going to organise a time to actually have four people together. But anyway, I when I at least reinstalled it in preparation for that theoretical day where that could happen. And then I went in there and was like... Wait, Wait you installed that and not Valorant? How dare you? <laughs> it, was, it was the amount of space that I had left, pretty much. The exact amount of space. <laughs> How convenient. Well, yeah, it was. Because I didn't have to fucking uninstall anything. Not even Rocket League yet. Well, you still haven't. No. Uh, but I went in there and just ran through No Mercy with bots. <coughs> on normal. Because I had remembered that, you know, the classic Left 4 Dead problem, normal is too easy, expert is too hard. Yeah. <laughs> the, the difference is quite extreme, isn't it? But so yeah, what, I ran what, fr- what do you choose then? Uh, you just choose normal if you're playing it by yourself, especially. Not that the bots are incompetent. Right. In fact, they might be too competent in some ways. Like, they're real good at instantly killing your special infected as soon as they come into view. I remember that, yeah. They always were. But they also are quite bad at navigating through doorways. So when you get into the safe room, you're like, get in here, you idiot. And he's just, like, wiggling backwards and forwards. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I went... The thing that I didn't remember about Left 4 Dead in particular, but probably it's just the fact that I haven't played an FPS for quite a while since Steve Fortress, mm. is that just, like... You have so much momentum, like it. You accelerate when you start moving. It's so weird, oh, right? Like old style FPSs. Yeah, yeah. It's just it feels quite weird when you haven't done that for a while. And also, you know, you don't aim down sights in that game, apart from the specific guns that have scopes. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, that was you quite. Should be fine. There's none of that in TF. No, that was what I was. That's why I was thinking. Why do I find that weird? I guess it's because technically the most recent FPS we played was Halo. <laughs> well, there's not a lot of aim down sights on that. No, but not, in, not most of the time, but just a few. I mean, there is in Halo 5, but yeah. Yeah, not so much in the others. But yeah, I ran through that. And I, I, I played... The thing is, I went through... I was playing No Mercy, obviously, the first the first from Left 4 Dead 1, because they imported the Left 4 Dead 1 stuff into Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2. But that also means you get the Left 4 Dead 2 Special Infected, which I never liked the concept of, and I didn't like it when I played it like this. Because the thing is, they they recorded some new voice lines for the original four survivors to call out the new Special Infected. So they will still call call them out by name. But they didn't then record all the other voice lines that are needed. Like when They'll call out when they see a spitter, but if the spit hits you, they just like generically swear and get annoyed. Oh no. It's just like they don't say anything about the spit. And like they I'm covered in spit. And they also didn't like record voice lines for like the adrenaline pickups that were in Left 4 Dead 2. Also. And, but now spawn in Left 4 Dead 1. They're just like, look at this. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Which is like that's not actually helpful in any way. To just be like, look at this. <laughs> pills here. You want them to say pills here, except like jabs here or something. Yeah, exactly. So that was kind of weird. But also, helpfully, if I'd known about this option before, I probably would have turned it on before I did this. There's a there's a set there's a thing in the Left 4 Dead 2 called mutators, which are exactly what they sound like. <laughs> they're mutators. But they're 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 some of them are valve made and some of them are community made, but there is just one that's like take all the Left 4 Dead 2 content out of the Left 4 Dead 1 levels. <laughs> so you can play it all in original mode. Oh, that's cool. That is good, yeah. So how do you get those? They're just most. Of the, I mean, there's a workshop, so you can get them. But oh, okay. those, those ones are built in. 
like there's quite a few built-in ones that some of them are made by Valve and some of them are still huge, but they are built in. Yeah, and if you're setting up a private server, presumably that's pretty easy to just turn on. Yeah, and single player anyway, which doesn't appear to create a weird single player server or anything. It does actually have single player. Right. No online connection required. Well, I guess it had to, right? Because it came out on at a time when. Yes, that's not a thing. That was kind of expected. Yeah. I didn't. I was tempted to maybe just like randomly match into a multiplayer game and see how that went, but I was like, no, I don't. I only want to just quickly run through this. That, just game's, to... that game's never been fun with randoms. No, not really. Never, never really worked for me particularly. I mean, by the time we were playing Left 4 Dead 2, anyway, we weren't generally making a team of four all that often. No, which was annoying because I, you know, I feel like I've only ever played most of Left 4 Dead 2 once, like each of the campaigns mm. one time. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. There's the one with the um, annoying like maze of fence. I seem to remember we played far too off, too much of. Is that, <laughs> that is that part of the circus level? Is no, that that's. Or? I think that isn't that just the first one. I don't know. In the city, because you it's like the maze of fence through the. It's like a. I maybe I have played more of it than I saw that. There's the <coughs> bit, isn't there? There's the, the there's the rock bit. Yeah, it's the it's the city with the with the with the, no, no, with the bridge. Bit, yeah. The, where you get airstrikes, oh, yes. yeah. the swamp, the carnival, which ends with the rock concert. That's actually all I remember. I only remember three levels. I'm sure there's more than three. The mall? There's a mall. Oh, yeah, the mall. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I want to play that some more. There is, in fact, another entire campaign that I never played as well. I remember that, I remember that update happening but like you never years the last ago. Stand? No, I play. I did play last act, but okay. there's also Cold Stream. Oh, I haven't played that one. Yeah, there's another one, which I think might also be a community one, but yeah, but, it's yeah. still a com- campaign. I did that. Yeah, I think Last Stand was probably the last time I played Left 4 Dead because I did manage to play that with actual humans. Mm. <laughs> I did manage to kill Bill for <laughs> the achievement. Fabulous. <laughs> So yeah, I did that Bill. for a little while. Um, what else? Oh, I did some more runs of Gungeon. I finally fucking completed the Paradox hey, run. <laughs> for a weird, like, uh, obviously it had to be like some incredibly overpowered thing that was going to allow me to do it. Mm. So for the first half, for the Paradox half, because you start with random equipment, which I've never mentioned before, I started with Gilded Bullets, where your bullets just get more damage the more money you have. And obviously having that instantly from the start gives you the maximum amount of money that you can possibly get because you because you know that you don't want to spend any from the very beginning. Right, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's sweet. But I also had the other thing that made it much easier was I, the random gun I spawned with at the start was the fight saver. <laughs> what does that do? It's a gun lightsaber. <laughs> it fires basically like a regular machine gun, but mm. when you reload, you swing it like a lightsaber and it reflects all the bullets. Oh, cool. Which is incredibly overpowered for bosses because you basically you don't even fire the gun. You fire like a couple of bullets in order to allow you to reload, and then you just reflect all the bullets straight back at the boss. Nice. <laughs> so that made the paradox half of the run pretty easy. Mm. But then when I got to the gunslinger half of the run, it was something something that I didn't exactly realize about the gunslinger's special power. His, his where he's all the guns he picks up just get the synergy. That's his special thing. But what I didn't realise about it is you don't just get synergy, you get all the synergy. So for guns that have multiple synergies, you just get all of them at once. 
which can make some guns pretty ridiculously overpowered, it turns out. So the first one I picked up was, I picked up like the generic laser rifle, which is like the, um, uh, what's it, XCOM reference. It's just the generic red the laser rifle that they have. <laughs> but yeah, that's, typically that's a, like a free shot burst fire. Mm. And it's, you know, super generic. It's quite an early game weapon. But when it has all its synergies, it all the lasers bounce, <laughs> which is, obviously helps. And it does more damage in general. It just has a damage buff as one of its synergies. But then one of its synergies is like you pull the trigger and it just dumps the entire clip. Oh, well. So it just fires like... It's just like like a laser rave, basically, because <laughs> all the lasers <laughs> then bounce off everything as well. So that was pretty powerful. And I thought I would, that was just going to be my gun for the run. But then I also picked up the cactus, which, you know, its tagline is a thousand needles. Yeah. But it has a thousand bullet clip of needles and it fires like a regular machine gun usually. But then that has like five different synergies. <laughs> so like the first one is like the book, you get a spread of three shots instead of just a single stream. Then you also fire like rolling cactuses that also fire extra needles. <laughs> and then all the needles bounce. <laughs> and then you occasionally just randomly spew extra needles. <laughs> so basically you just hold down the trigger for like a second and the entire room is just full of needles. <laughs> so that was pretty powerful. And I thought that was going to be... The the way to win that run but not even that much hmm. because then i also picked up another gun that has it, the gun itself was kind of irrelevant compared to those other two especially but it has a little like a, a little fish that follows you around and that fish tells you what's inside chests huh so obviously that's great for like saving keys or whatever yeah but then that got even more ridiculous because i got junkin yeah <laughs> Right. So I could see the little junk dude who follows you around uh, and then powers up from destroying chests to get junk. So because I could see what was in the chest... You could, you could willingly destroy them. I knew which ones to destroy and yeah. which ones I might want to open so I could easily power up junk. But then it got even more ridiculous because one of the very last chests that I found, because I could see what was in it so I knew not whether or not to shoot it, what was in it was the good baby mimic which just clones any following you have. So now I have two Junkins, and they're both fully powered up. Because <laughs> so, I'd already got all the all the junk out of all these other chests. Mm. So it's just like, he, I almost didn't have to fire at that point. He did all the work, or the two of him did all the work. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it's doubly funny, because if you have if you have Junkin, or I'm not sure if it's only if he's like powered up to a certain point, but if you win a run, the like little image that shows that when you finish a run which is usually like your character in a you know in their victory scene if they're in the past it shows whatever they did in their past or whatever mm. but if you have Junkin and you win it just shows him instead <laughs> <laughs> like he was the one who won <laughs> it's like they knew yeah pretty much no shifty pig action this time no although apparently one of the tiers of Junkin I never knew this one of the tiers of Junkin still has the sacrifice mechanic Oh. Like, if you die, he'll just dive in front of the bullet and you get full, full health back. I've never had that happen. But yeah, so that was how I won the, the gunslinger at last. Just filled that entire last boss room with a million needles and then junking, <laughs> double junking the shots. But then speaking of incredibly overpowered things, this was in a different run. I've the, when, So with the cactus and filling the room with needles... It definitely gets to the point after you fight it for a couple of seconds that the game starts to like get a bit slow down. <laughs> right. But compared to that, 
there was a previous run I'd done where I got a, a gun which I'm a gun combo which I'm surprised literally didn't crash the game because it got it down to like one frame every five seconds at some point. God. Because what it was, it's this gun called Makeshift Cannon. You only get one shot, hmm. and it's incredibly powerful, obviously. But you can obviously you in order to use it again, you have to waste a whole ammo crate to refill that one shot. Hmm. And it can like it can one shot early game bosses essentially. Will it pop? You know, if you got one of those partial crates rather than a full crate, is that enough? I I don't know whether that would be enough. Probably It'd be harsh if it wasn't. But yeah, so you only get one shot, and it can easily one shot early game bosses. But to go with that, I then found duct tape, <laughs> so you can tape two guns together. But what duct tape also does, when you take the two guns together apart from your firing two guns, is the guns share the ammo pool. Oh, wow. So it made that so it fire a lot. Well, no, it doesn't fire a lot. You still only fire one shot before you have to reload. But then you can, you can reload. Because yeah. you've now got the equivalent of another gun's whole worth of ammo on it. So I was like, oh, well, that's pretty sweet. And I taped it to, like, the Mega Hand, which because they're both charged weapons, mm. which makes it easier to pay attention to the charge mechanic if they're both charged. And I thought that was going to be pretty ridiculous. I thought, yeah, I can just keep using this on the bosses because it does masses of damage but then something weird happened and i'm not sure what it was like whether it was another synergy or like some other passive item i had or like some weird some weird like programming glitch with the mega hand because i got a synergy for that but for some reason every time i fired this combo gun the makeshift cannon and mega hand it multiplied the number of bullets that came out so every time i reloaded more bullets would come out the next shot and that after about four shots, was pretty much just game crashing. <laughs> the entire screen just fills with a massive wall of bullets that move very slowly because it's like barely managing one frame every few seconds. But then everything just dies. That has to be a glitch. Yeah, I don't know what uh, what the hell happened. But it was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Completely annihilated the final boss <laughs> with just like literally one shot on each stage. <laughs> right, run. <laughs> No, it's not really run. It's more like stand there, sit there, and wait for your computer to catch up for like for ten minutes. <laughs> Blimey! So uh, time to go test that kettle. <laughs> it, I, it was really quite impressive that the game didn't crash. <laughs> like that it did manage to very, very slowly get through the process mm. of dealing with that many projectiles. So would it like save that state between rooms, or would it restart start of a room? No, it just it, every time you fired it, it, it got, got worse. worse. And I really, like, that was the thing that was weird about it, because I was expecting it to, to be somehow reset, like maybe when you change floors or... So were you forcing yourself to have to use something different? Yeah, I was like... using regular guns yeah. for the rest of the run, and then only using that for the bosses. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I finally have not really completed Gungeon, because I've still got, like, one more secret boss, even. Really? Well, two more secret bosses, technically. Because oh, I've never fought the, the advanced dragon of course, from the Advanced Dragon update. Guns, yeah. And I've, I've, I've made it to the rat a couple of times, but I've never actually beaten him. Because hmm. that run is real difficult as well. Because it's essentially a half run. It's like you only get the first three floors, and then you have to do this super hard boss. So I don't know about that. I'll probably get around to it. I haven't actually tried that for a while, so I might be able to manage it. Hmm. I was tempted. I saw it on um, Xbox Game Pass when I was picking what to play next, <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe I could just do a couple of rounds of, g- rounds of Gungeon. Yeah. And I thought, 
No, I should probably actually, if I want to play a game like that, I should probably play more Neon Abyss and see if I can get further with that. But you don't like that as much. Not as much. As <laughs> and then I saw Pedro and was like sold. Well, yeah, fair enough. Play something new, I guess. Yeah. And then, what else have I even been playing? I don't even remember at this point. I guess I went into Animal Crossing a little bit for the setting up for the Halloween what's it? Get some pumpkins planted. Is a Halloween what's it? Is it like black? Well, according, to the, black, YouTube, according to the YouTube, there are what's <laughs> it. According to my YouTube adverts, all I'm getting on you, well, one of the adverts I'm getting on YouTube at the moment is giant what's it. Giant what's it. Yep, they're twice as big as regular what's it. <laughs> Gnome spaces just lit up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not sure that's good, though, is it? Because. Well, like, surely it reduces the surface area of the stuff you yeah, want, which is exactly. cheese dust. The relative surface area of cheese dust to, to gunk is, is significantly reduced. What if they made, like, waffles of it that, that would, like, what's it waffles? That just had cheese dust all over the holes. <laughs> what if the, they're not even just, like, the holes, the holes are actually full of cheese dust. It's like oh. a block of cheese dust. I don't think that might have been too much. Yeah, probably. <laughs> A bit of my brain just goes. I don't want just the dust. I need. I do need a delivery mechanism for the dust. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't been playing Rocket League still, although I have thought about it several times. And annoyingly, my brain comes at it in completely the wrong direction. What? It's like I think about. I, I start thinking about it, and I'm like, do I really care about that Epic Games thing? Well, I could just go and install the Epic Store and play it for free on there instead if I don't want to link it to my Steam. Oh wait, they were slow as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to that's start with reason. that. <laughs> that's the that's the main reason you start. Like, yeah, the rest of it I can forgive, but yeah, so removal of solo standard is a game breaker. And then obviously for I, you anyway, is well, like, yeah. sure because I don't have anyone to play with. Yeah, well we haven't. Yeah, we just haven't Friday nighted for a while, and this season sucks. Well, so you know, obviously, and apparently you know, the free to play apocalypse has begun in terms of like Smurfs and the servers are bad, <laughs> all that stuff. And then obviously I played Small Factorio, I guess, as I do. I'm still uploading those videos. Still happening. Yep. The series continues. There was an Easter egg that was pretty much only for Rob in episode seven. Oh, was it? Oh, I think it was. <laughs> no, I don't think. I doubt you'll even see it. Is the thing. I put it in there just. I put it in there just. Well, maybe, but I put it in there just for fun, and I'm I'm going to spoil it because there's no point <laughs> actually making Rob watch that. <laughs> Okay. You can at least you can at least show me that specific bit later on after the show. Well, it's not, even, me that it's not even that interesting. Oh, Basically, right. when I <laughs> downplay your own video, have you said the content's not that interesting? Well, when I was in doing the sped up footage section, when I got to the point where I was making a coal mine and I was setting up a train, did you put a quote on screen saying "and back to the normal speed"? No, because <laughs> would you sometimes do for some reason? No, it was it was when I was setting up the coal mine and I was making trains to run the coal back to base. And I made a. Were you at home on the rails? Yeah, I made, I made a blueprint for the coal train, and, I, and when I was typing <laughs> in the, when I when I was typing in the name for the blueprint, I just wrote coal train woo, <laughs> woo, <laughs> just just for Rob that one. Thank but, you. You know, I appreciate oh, it. The train is a smooth ride. He's at home on the rails because that's <laughs> yes. literally the only place you can place them in the factory. <laughs> <laughs> no, I found that really annoying because for some reason, when you blueprint a, you can blueprint a train. So it stores like all the information and like what you want the carriages to store and that kind of stuff. But you can only place them onto rails, but it's quite finicky about like actually allowing you to do it. Like it's not just that the blueprint has to appear like it's on the rails, like your mouse cursor also has to 
because the blueprint snaps to the rails quite far away, but your mouse cursor has to actually also be over the hitbox of the rail. It's kind of awkward, but it's not that important. But yeah, I played some more of my modded run as well. Started messing around with even more ridiculous automation where you can turn basically turn the trains into like the robo network. Because the way the robo robots work is you have requester chests and you have supply chests essentially. And so the requester chest pings a request and then the robots just deliver it. It's like, okay, that's fine. But in, you can always there's this mod that allows you to basically do that with trains rather than setting train schedules where you like go to this stop wait until full, go to the stop, wait until empty. Mm -hmm. You can just essentially have it programmatically do that via a system similar to the robots. So you just have a requester chest at one station that says, I want 3,000 iron. And then at your mines, you just have a thing that says, this mine currently has iron available. And then it automatically just sends the train wherever it needs to go. I see, okay. Which is sort of a time That's saver, cool. but it's kind of an awkward, you know, it's a mod thing, so it's in its own way. It's right, 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 naturally. <laughs> And again, it's another. Uh, also, it's kind of another one of those. It's running, you know, scripts in the background, so it just makes the game run slightly worse in general. Because I've been using those AI miners as well. Where you automate the process of sending little mining vehicles out to the deposits rather than just putting a mine on them. Yeah. And I'm. I think I'm definitely starting to feel like the CPU damage there, where it's uh, like okay. it's not running perfectly already, and I'm not even that far into like a very large base or anything. Hmm. But it seems like there's going to come a point not too far away where like regular mines are going, still going to outpace the like little mine vehicles. Because the only reason I'm using those mine vehicles at the moment is because they are actually better than putting a physical mine down currently. Right. But this mod also like ups the amount of modules you can fit in mines and increases their area and that kind of stuff. So eventually mine buildings will outpace mobile miners so then i won't have to do all that ai stuff any longer right get these sorted but it was interesting to so to fix that problem do that little puzzle of programming these things using factorio's weird weird mechanics which is actually really awkward and is a sort of a it's a limitation of like timing because because of the tick rate of the game when a circuit signal goes into a little into a combinator which does the calculation or whatever it takes one tick to do the process so obviously if you're running several different calculations in parallel but you need the results to all happen at the same time you have to like add extra pointless combinators that just buffer an extra tick worth of calculation time to make oh them God. all line up at the end ah. <laughs> which can get very confusing because there's it's hard to there's no not really any way you can visualize that in game like you have to just sort of count the line. Yeah, count the line and see like this this line this process takes five different calculations, so it takes five ticks. So this line also has to be five ticks long. <laughs> I wish there was a way you could just sync it. Hmm. Well, you're doing hardcore optimizations at that point, probably more than what was ever designed. Well, th but the trouble is, it kind of has to sync up because. The the thing the building at the end of this chain which like transmits the commands to the vehicles needs all that information to happen at the point it transmits the command. Like it can't all oh, that because it's only one command. Well, because the command has to has to be the command has to be like a consistent because if you're say you you're cycling through all your vehicles, so you're like okay, vehicle one, go do this. Vehicle two, go do this. Vehicle three, go do this. 
if if you're say if you're if you're changing the command of saying which vehicle you want to command before you're changing the command of where to go, you're then sending the next vehicle to where you just previously sent the previous vehicle because the command sequence hasn't updated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's really quite annoying to handle that. I wish there was just an easier way to like buffer the signals so that you could just say now send the signal. I swear, half the bugs I've fixed in my actual job over the last two weeks have been very similar problems. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Classic. Synchronization. God damn async. <laughs> I think that's more or less it. I feel like there was one other thing that I've played, but I've completely forgotten what it was. Because realistically, in the last like three days, all I've been doing is watch YouTube. <laughs> partially because of yep. Minecraft, Steve, but partially because of other things. Too yeah. much YouTube in our lives, I think. <laughs> I keep thinking about putting, uh, getting back to No Man's Sky to see what this Origin update is all about, because people seem to be pretty enthusiastic about it. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> Check out what's happening with it. I don't think I watch nearly as much YouTube as I did a couple of years ago. I think I've fallen off that, and I'm on Prime and Netflix more. That's, that, <laughs> well, that's, good. I mean, that's sure. proper actual programming rather than yeah. random shit constantly. I don't know. It depends what kind of random shit you like on YouTube. Like Happy Salads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I fell into a hole of just watching like clips of. I, I can't remember what prompted it. Oh yeah, yeah. So my friends were watching. Uh, um, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine on Netflix. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't really good watched show. that. I like but yeah, good I like show. That. yeah. But I was like, oh, that's Andy Samberg, from, you know, from SNL. And they were like, I'm Who? on a boat. I was like, you know, from the Lonely Island. He was like, what? And I was like, how can you not know Dick in a Box? He was like, what are you talking about? I was like, <laughs> Dick in a Box, man. Uh, so, and then I was like, oh yeah, because it was the anniversary the other day of the um, the classic, like the Dear Sister sketch, right? Which was actually a uh, a joke on the end of like the second season of the OC, which was that so popular. Right. Remember that? Have you ever seen that sketch? No, um, I don't think I have. Because the scene in the OC is like I don't know. Actually, one, I of think them, one of them shoots one of the other one, and and it starts playing that Imogen Heap song immediately. And okay. so this, yeah. the sketch is just like that over and over again. So they just everyone in the scene is just constantly shooting each other, and it keeps playing the song. And then <laughs> Sheila Booth walks in, gets shot, and then it just goes around, and it's just it's basically transcends the. It's Andy Sandberg and Bill Hader, and then Sheila Booth walks in, and then Christian Wig walks in, and they all get shot. <laughs> and uh, Red Robinson comes in as the like the police investigating, and they all shoot each other. And uh, I don't know, it's really good, uh, and it kind of like outlasted its inspiration, you know. Hmm. But then I just went into a YouTube hole of just watching Bill Hader on SNL, basically, and the interviews with with him. Um, yeah, and every single impression he does, <laughs> and I hadn't even heard. You fell into of... a Hader hole. <laughs> a hater hole, yeah, because I didn't even know. Like he did this character on um, SNL that he's really famous for, but I'd never seen it before. Stefan, this like crazy, um, uh, super gay, super nervous uh, guy who comes on Weekend Update, and they they always ask him what's a nice family thing to do in New York, and he comes up with these insane clubs or whatever that the hottest club in new york is this stupid <laughs> thing which always has all these ridiculous aspects to it and has uh, this thing involving out, midgets. Right? Yeah, yeah yeah exactly and it's the same joke every time but it's like it's really and the but the best thing about it and a lot of these that i've discovered is that like there's an underlying in joke right so he he wrote this this character with his writing partner john mulaney who's now like a really successful stand-up i guess his stuff's on netflix um but basically, 
the way SNL works is like because it's live, they're re- they're writing it up to the point, and then they're all reading off cue cards. But John mm. Mulaney would just change the jokes like before the air, so he was reading them for the first <laughs> time live on air. <laughs> and he's just like okay. he's terrible for corpsing. He's constantly cracking up. Um, so that, that, that's part of the fun of it is that he's he's constantly breaking character mm-hmm. because he, because because he's being surprised by the jokes from his friend who's written it with him. So it's really fun. I don't think I've ever watched any like SNL properly. The thing is, I mean, I see the odd clip here. That's the thing. It's like it's mostly kind of average to bad, right? Mm. But then occasional genius. But like, I think the best stuff about it is when it's like going a bit wonky and wrong because it's live, right? Right. That's why why the character's so good is because he's constantly breaking, and that's really really funny. but also, like the, the, some of the cast members, like they're obviously super talented, and then they go on to do amazing things. And it's been a—it's sure, yeah. an institution that we don't have anything like that. I mean, certainly not live, you know. Um, I mean, whatever we've got, what's the nearest thing? Like Comedy Night at the Apollo or something, or whatever that is. Now it's the closest thing we've got to like. Just yeah, like, but that's like straight up stand up. Right? That is straight stand up. Yeah, it's, it's not really a. Sketch it's, ske- show. it's sketch comedy. Yeah, I but mean, live. there's barely a sketch show at all. Now. anymore yeah but even I then mean, what, I, we got, I, what we got famalam is that probably is that probably the only one i can think of because i was trying to think of equivalents and like spill hader played this character on snl called vinnie videcci who was like a ridiculous sort of italiany talk show host and they talks like nonsense italian and the thing that reminded me of was jadal nine right and that's kind of the closest i can think of is like fast show imagine if fast show live i suppose is kind of the closest but it changes over the years frangy pangy chris waddle yeah chris waddle scott and the way it's the same exact joke every time that's the same thing where they'll just if they have a successful sketch they'll just they'll just repeat bring it back every time and the other one that he does uh on snl that i've been watching with fred armison is it's a it's this uh, fake sitcom called The Californians. And like the thing about it is like it only really makes sense because I've watched an interview where he explains where it came from. But it's like an everything is like it was an in-joke and they turned it into a sketch one day. And the in-joke was like like when they'd, they'd go to California to take meetings and then come back to New York to do the show. And, they, uh, and they'd always be waiting in the meeting for the main guy, the boss of SNL, to come in because he'd always make them wait. So they'd just talk about all the different... They'd put on California accents and talk about all the different roads that they'd and streets that they'd travel on to get to their hotel from the airport. <laughs> because the okay. joke is that Californians are always talking about how they you know traffic and and how they get mm-hmm. everywhere because it's all a car culture and that was just the, the purely the joke but then they turned that into a they turned that that into a sitcom for some reason and mm-hmm. and they're doing these california accents but then like ultra ultra ridiculously over the top uh like it doesn't even sound like a real accent at all it's just like super but they're just trying to make each other laugh so it's mostly them break cracking up and breaking character on live tv in front of the entire united states yeah for, yeah just for just for their own amusement well no even else yeah mostly that the, the more fun ones are the ones where it's they're trying to abuse each other and it's going wrong the ones where it goes right and they just read out the jokes it's just it's not that good like he's in a lot of game sh- fake game shows and it's like they're fine but they're not it's not <laughs> you know it's not number wang 
No, it's not number. <laughs> exactly. Along the lines of like number one, but not as good as number one. Or, or what's the other one where they remain indoors, right? <laughs> That's become <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it's become yeah, quite relevant. Uh, I feel like fake game shows are a bit of a cheap way of writing a sketch, right? Even those ones. I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway. So yeah, maybe they're, only, in... maybe they're only cheap because they haven't updated that to like new yeah, game shows yet. Exactly. Where's, where's where's drop the ball as a fake oh, yeah, game yeah, show? Yeah. yeah. Well, you, yeah. There's a, I guess it's because it's harder to actually make. Like for a sketch show, you kind of don't want something that involves elaborate props. And the problem is a lot of these shows involve very elaborate props now. Yeah, I guess. And ridiculous sets. You could probably get away with a parody of like the run or something. Here, here's an episode of Floor is Custard. <laughs> Don't so, watch Floor is Lava, it's bad. <laughs> oh, exactly. You, were t- you told just, us that. Just on, like the wall. The yeah, we did. We did. It was so, one yeah, of the that... first Netflix experiences. It was a mistake. That's been my YouTube hole. And, and he does a lot of... He's really good at voices, right? But um, his best... I was trying to think what's his best impression because he does like Al Pacino and stuff. And he does a really good Alan Alder. But his best impression, okay. his best by far, is a dying Tonton. <laughs> <laughs> he does he sounds exactly like a tonton okay yeah <laughs> anyway excellent i will check that out uh yeah what a legend he's a legend yeah i'm gonna watch his tv show now um but i haven't got around to it apparently it's quite dark but we'll see um games yeah <laughs> i've nearly finished halo 2 <laughs> I was putting off playing high charity because I was like, oh, not another flood level, you know? But actually, it's not that bad. It's totally fine. And it's like, it's always fun ever since Half-Life having like different enemy factions fighting each other Mm. in levels. Yeah, Um, yeah. So when when the Flood and Covenant face off, it's always interesting, isn't it? That was kind of cool. It's kind of, so that's quite a good level. I think I got put off because I got stuck at the end of Gravemind. Um, Right. Uh, in the like mausoleum of the arbiter there's a bit just before that where there's a bridge with like two hunters on there and i ended up running past the hunters because i couldn't I'd, I'd run out of ammo or something but then when you get inside there's another two hunters and the ones from outside came in so i had four hunters <laughs> and like a fuck ton of brutes like elite brutes and um like uh, and and no, not elite brutes. What, do you, what am I talking about? Elites and brutes. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm. but like spec ops elites and right, and, yeah. and brutes. Like, it's just a ridiculous room where there's no cover. Um, so that that took me quite a while to to, to cheese my way through <laughs> that. Because even when you get when you kill everyone in that room, it spawns like a bunch of invisible spec ops elites. It's like, god damn it. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think exactly where that, where you are. But is that? It's right at the end of Gravemind. Like, I think it literally is supposed to be the mausoleum of the Arbiter. You know where where the Arbiter gets his armor. Right. Um. At the, you know, in the cutscene at the start. Oh yes. No, no, I'm with you now. Is it one of the prophet fights in there as well? Or, um, well, are there multiple prophet fights? This regret. No, I think I think I might be getting confused with three because there's another one in there, isn't there? Uh yeah. No. I no, there isn't. You're just sort of. You're chasing after um, truth, I suppose. Are you in Gravemind? I can't remember now. You've been teleported to High Charity, right? By the by, the Gravemind. Yeah. 
but that's before I get, I'm getting got confused there. like I, I think I, yeah okay this is where I'm getting confused I thought Gravemind was the mission where it ends and you go see him not the one I mean, no the no 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 yeah. the one before you get to like... about the high charity just as everything's kicking off right between yeah um, so the, between the elites and the brutes yeah that's how it starts so it's the start of the civil war so so yeah, okay. master chief does delta halo and then kills regret and then meets the grave mind but then it flicks over to uh arbiter for like to the long middle section where it's like library stuff sacred icon and then the whole quarantine zone which is like a massive long outdoor level with loads of flood and stuff um and those yeah. and a lot of those giant which you don't see again those giant kind of uh forerunner floaty things that pick things up whatever fat they are. yeah the fat sentinel right things. yeah yeah um uh, so there's tons of game between um before you get back to the master chief mm. yeah, yeah. Sort of big, i don't i think a, a lot of the uh Arbiter levels are the ones I forget the most. I think there's more Arbiter than Master Chief in this game, to be honest. Uh, maybe I don't know. I thought I thought it even maybe fifty fifty, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, but anyway, so I've got one more level, which is the Arbiter again, to to go and do the stupid uh, boss fight that everyone was disappointed by with you do Tartarus. That as... You do oh, that yeah, as Arbiter, right? Oh, I forgot you did that as Arbiter. Yeah, so I've I've done the yeah. second, the end of the the penultimate level, and then Master Chief has already got in the Forerunner ship to go to Earth. Right. So yeah, he's, he's all... already set on the back of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that last fight's not great. No. So I just need to get that over with, and I've done Halo Two in heroic. Woo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think about. More games. Squadrons came out, so I need to decide. I was because I was planning on getting it on PS4, but now I'm like, hmm. Well, it probably will run fine on my 970 uh, on PC. Um, oh yeah, I reckon you'll be fine. So I might buy it, and then if it doesn't, I'll get a refund. But um, I'm like, I think I'd rather have it on PC. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I think you'll probably be fine. Um, yeah, I hear that. Uh, like, uh, I'm basing this purely on Steam reviews, which cannot be trusted. But I hear that campaign's not actually all that long and acts kind of as a well, flight tutorial. Yeah, um, but that's kind for, of... For, for getting you that. into the multiplayer. That's yeah. fine. Uh, I'm more likely to play multiplayer on PC as well, I think. so. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think we, we, we always knew it was kind of a, a lead-in to the multiplayer, but that's fine by me. Yeah. Um, uh, so check that out. I've still got to play some Teddy Hawk, so stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. Coolio, uh, that's a podcast. That's a podcast. That's a podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, I apologise to our regular YouTubers, YouTube watcher peoples. I didn't get over dinner. Like it's a, yeah, I was a bit late in getting the. Well, we're late done. in having another episode anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's fine because it's more fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm there to Plenty, fill the gap. Plenty yeah. of content <laughs> for you guys. There will be Portal 2 following it at some point when I catch up. Yes, because we finished Portal 2 in co-op. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Although technically, we I guess the we main did... story. Yeah, we there's did more. The, the weird extra levels that must have been put in at some point after I played Portal 2 in co-op the first time. Which admittedly was like pretty much immediately after the game came out. Yeah. So <laughs> there has been like nine years that they could have implemented that. But I don't know when it was, but there's some weird bonus extra levels in the co-op 
which seem quite hard, relatively speaking. Me and Rob. It's use, a long video. Brains. It will be a long video anyway. We've lost track of time. Yes. Well, enjoy when that one goes up. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks for another Salacast. Salacast! Bye!